For streaming, creating, gaming, and more, power your passions for less during Dell's exceptional cyber savings event. Enjoy up to $400 off stunning laptops like the XPS, along with high-performance desktops and next-level Alienware systems, redefining what's possible with 10th-gen Intel Core processors. Shop special prices on top-brand electronics and accessories, plus enjoy free shipping on everything. Don't forget to ask for Intel when you call 1-800-BUY-DELL. That's 1-800-BUY-DELL. Hello, it is Thursday, February 21st, 2019. Yep. In this show, this is, this is a great one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is a slap happy show happening very late at night. I'm in a hotel. The boys are back in Indy. We are FaceTiming for this thing. The sound quality is somehow good, Dashman says. Yeah, it is good. Mm hmm. You're going to enjoy today. You would also enjoy your time with our friends at SeatGeek. The SeatGeek app is the greatest ticket buying app on planet Earth. Yep. Mm-hmm. The entire planet Earth. Earth. Oh, yeah. It's a big one. Earth. Not the biggest, but it's up space. There. Earth. And by the way, if SeatGeek was to be selling tickets on the moon, like where Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong went. Yeah. Yeah. It would be the greatest ticket buying app on the moon as well. Ooh, oh, yeah. and in space. And in, well, that is we don't know what ticket buying apps are on other places. That's true. true. That's true. But I know from what I watched in the documentary about the moon, if the SeatGeek app was on the moon, it'd be by far the greatest app on the moon. No yeah, mm-hmm. allegedly. Whoa! Oh anyway, man! Don't you start. SeatGeek is a place that searches all the other ticket buying uh, platforms. To make sure that you are getting the most bang for your buck. The best ticket prices with the best tickets for the best humans on earth from your best friends at SeatGeek. Yep. Use promo code PAT and get $10 off your first order. Use promo code MAC if you get $20 off your first order. You're alive, but are you living? Go live and experience something live with your friends at SeatGeek. Also, today is brought to you by our St. Patty's 2019 sale happening at store.patmagnishow.com. Yep. Let's go. Yep. St. Patty's. 20%, 20% off. 20% off until Saturday at midnight. Win St. Patrick's Day with your friends from this small business, PMI. Store.patmagnifyshow.com. Go ahead and snoop around at the greatest St. Patrick's Day shirts I think I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. By far. Easily. I, I honestly think that is the case. I mean, that, a question. that no water shirt is unbelievable. <laughs> it's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. A lot of vitamins were used while thinking of these shirts. Yeah. A lot of basketballs were shot. Yeah. (laughs) We have the best St. Patrick's Day shirts I've ever seen that you should be buying at 20% off till Saturday at midnight. And we all at this office also have the greatest mattress on earth. Thanks to our friends at Lisa. Everybody has the right to rest. The key to getting your best rest, the right mattress. Meet Lisa. With two awesome mattresses, accessories, and bases for better, deeper rest. The all-foam Lisa mattress is new and improved, featuring cooling LSA 200 foam. Love it. Wait a minute. Couldn't love it more. Big foam guy. That has a little R with the circle next to it. What's that mean? Restricted. Restricted. Yep. Woo-hoo-hoo. Don't even think about using it. Nope. The LSA cooling LSA 200 foam for enhanced pressure relief for side sleepers or rest on our Sapira hybrid mattress, the perfect combination of foam and spring for pressure relief and edge-to-edge support. Edge-to-edge. 
These are the things you don't think about whenever you think about your mattress. No, not at all. Because you just, you're like, oh, I can deal with it. I can just go to another spot. You think you'll find it. But Lisa mattress is literally comfortable from edge to edge. Oh, yeah. Every square inch. Side to side. Lisa's back to back. (laughs) Top to bottom. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Lisa's mission is to provide a better night's sleep for everybody. From day one, Lisa set out to create a company with heart. That's why they donate one mattress for every 10 they sell through organizations that work in causes like foster care prevention. To date, they've donated more than 32,000 mattresses through more than 1,000 nonprofits. Ooh. Hey, that ain't nothing to sneeze at. Legit. Oh, bless you. Legit. Don't miss Lisa's President's Day sale. Get 15% off any mattress for a limited time at Lisa dot com slash McAfee and use promo code McAfee. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash McAfee. Promo code McAfee. You also, with this deal, get two free pillows. Hey now. Oh, just hey got, just hey now. Hold on. Is I mean, that not insane? That, that's wait, all you need to sleep. Wait, not one. Two pillows. Those are the I'm essentials. Two, by the way. It could be three. It, it just says free pillows as well. Please, please mention Oh, wow. So you got to ask. There is an S at the end. I'm assuming it's two because that would make the most sense for a company that's trying to make money, only giving away two pillows, but it could be more. I'm not sure. How's it going? (laughs) Me and Evan are coming to you live from the residence in Marriott, downtown Orlando. (laughs) The boys are back in the office. There's four of them. Connor and Zito were still at the office at 11 o'clock at night doing God knows what. (laughs) Yep. We're just hanging out. Yeah, just, you know, just, you know, shaking hands, kissing babies, the usual. I got done with like a 13-hour day here with uh, Foxy and the WWE, my first official day as a WWE employee. Let's go. Hey, good for me, huh? Hey, good for you. Yeah, good job. Look at me. Let's go. Hey, Moving on congrats. Up. It was a long day. I mean, it was a long, long, we did day. A long day. And uh, I FaceTimed Ty, and uh, Ty Ty has the worst schedule out of any human <laughs> possibly existing on Earth. Like I honest, I would put his terrible schedule up against anybody on fucking Earth, honestly, because he has to edit all the podcasts, and then he has to make sure that they post. And technology isn't great, so sometimes they don't post for a couple hours. So he literally has to stay up. From like 2 to 5 a.m. to make sure the podcast posts and then he has to come in and do it again the next day for either Heartland Radio or myself. So here we are at 11 o'clock. I FaceTime time. Like, I am so sorry. I just got done commentating a match for the WWE. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Ty calls Nick. Nick gets to the studio. Connor Zito are still there playing tummy sticks. And here we are live. I won. I'm excited for this. Let's go. Uh. So I got a convertible Corvette as my rental car. <laughs> of course. Great choice. Great choice. Okay, so we've talked about this before. The WWE is very hospitable to me and Foxy. They fly us around. They put us in great rooms. Yeah. You got a whole going. kitchen behind you. I got, I'm in a, yeah. I'm yeah. literally in like a little apartment. Right my now. room too. Yeah, Foxy always gets taken care of better than me. But no yeah. one cares about <laughs> your room, Foxy. <laughs> so, is that toaster back there? What's that? Is that a toaster? Yeah, there's a toaster and a coffee maker. You don't see that anymore. You do not see that. 
microwave full-size fridge and china we got china in here whoa oh, hold on yeah. hold on like plates and shit that's a, that's a first class operation and in the corner over here, they even got Scotch Bright if we want to get into some dishes. <laughs> <laughs> Very fucking nice of them. Do your own dishes. <laughs> <clears throat> so as soon as we we fly to Orlando yesterday, okay, business trip. Yep. Big deal. Get on a plane, fly to Atlanta, lay over in Atlanta, Atlanta to Orlando. The Atlanta to Orlando flight, by the way, a lot longer than you would think it. Is. Yeah, I, what would, yeah. How long would you think that flight would be? Hour and a half. Mm. Two and a half. Yeah, I, hour. Even. I, I would. Yeah, I'd say like an hour ten. Yeah, two and a half. Yeah. You're in the, the air longer. Both looked at each other right in the face and thought 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Atlanta to Orlando. You guys are spot on. It's like an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. let's go, yeah. Ty. Huh? <laughs> Me and Ty hit the nail on the head there. I was like, yeah, that's about an hour, right? One one state. That's incredible because Florida Georgia line in my head, the band is also <laughs> right in my head. It's just like a short little, anyways, it's not. So I get on a plane and uh, I'm near the front of the plane. It's a nicer seat. It's a bigger seat. And there's less people in my area okay. than where Foxy is. Foxy's mm-hmm. row 46. All the way in the back. Yeah. 46 F near the shitter. Yep. I'm row three B. Well, no big deal. Yep. So I don't like boarding planes until late. I don't. I don't understand the big rush to get on the plane as soon as your your yeah. zone is called. That's because you sit in the front. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You don't get it with back in the forty five with me and Foxy, where you where you got to fight for elbow room and baggage space. All right. So I didn't. Even, by the way, let's not act like I didn't used to fly. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. I I used to travel a lot back there. Okay. But I am not like Ty. Like, I'm not going in there fucking sharpening up my elbow. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I would rather just sit in the waiting area than on the plane. But, I mean, that's preferences, right? Yep. So, we go on late. Everybody in first class is already saddled up. Everybody already in first class saddled up. They already have a drink. They're already doing their thing. Mm-hmm. I normally show up, fuck it all up, right? Like, it's just like, excuse me, because I got a white ass. So I definitely hit them in the shoulders whenever I'm walking through. Mm-hmm. It's always a scene, right? I'm not supposed to be. I'm a two-star person in a five-star place up there, and everybody knows it, right? Hey, here, 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 here. <laughs> so I got jorts on, obviously. I got one of our St. Patty's Day shirts for sale now, 20% off till Saturday at midnight. People 20% off. Yep. 20% off. Let's go. Bye, bye, bye. Pub shirt is in the top three currently. Let's yes, go. <laughs> Big moves. No water needed is in quite a lead right now. It's one of the greatest shirts I've ever seen in my entire life. But if the pub shirt ends up in the top three, I am gifting the pub an actual bar. Yeah. Oh, okay. boy. Oh, boy. Pub grades. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, we'll <laughs> still a couple more days left in that sale. Get your shit now. St. Patrick's Day is a drinking and picture posting holiday. Mm-hmm. And you're not like it's not like you want to not be the person in every single photo with the most hilarious shirt on. It's, you don't want to be that person. No, 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 no. You want you because want the most likes on Instagram. Don't wear the stupid green plaid shirt you wear yep. every year. Oh, Throw it kiss out. Me, I'm Irish. Time for a new quality T-shirt from store.patmacfishow.com. Mm. Yep, twenty percent off Saturday at midnight. Plan now for the greatest holiday of the greatest holiday of your life. Ever. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I get on a plane. I'm wearing, I think it's the goat standing on the keg. Okay. Let's go Great keg. Shirt. Let's go. Great shirt. Goat shirt. It is a good shirt. It's not getting enough love by people buying shirts. Just wait till the video comes yeah, out. It's, it's getting a big push soon here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> big video coming out soon. 
<laughs> okay, AirPods in because I'm a businessman. Oh yeah, clearly. Actually. So I got my AirPods in. I'm listening to a Hawaiian car cruise playlist that I put together in Hawaii Ooh. for our rental car Ooh. we had, Sam and I. We drove into town, which was like a 20, 30 minute drive. Okay, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. About to go to my first day, WWE. I sit down 3B. Okay, last person to sit down. Flight attendant comes up. Would you like anything? Just water. Okay, we're about to take off. Here's your bottle. I'll get you on our week. Cool. We get into the sky. We take off. AirPods in. No communication with anybody else either, by the way. I stay in my own lane. I'm a chatty person, but I'm also an observant person. I'm not, I don't mind watching people. I don't have to talk all the time. I'm just It's a plane, public transportation. If Foxy's up there, we're probably talking the entire time. Yep. I don't know anybody. It's not my lane here. So there's TVs on the back of the uh, the seats in front of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Lady left next to me, slams it on CNN. Like as soon as we get TV service, like slams, like like slams it on CNN, puts it on CNN. Strike Qu- quicker than we had TV service, CNN was on. Okay, and she's like getting, I don't want to say emotionally heated watching this on the plane. Right, I'm just bebopping through. I think I might have been writing some notes, like some ideas for like some WWE stuff or something like that. And she gives me, excuse me, where are you from? Question. Okay? Oh boy, with the AirPods in. AirPods in. The oh, nerve geez. of this lady. AirPods in. Excuse me, where are you from? Older lady. Older lady. Um, well, how, how old are we talking? Like elderly or like 60? Wrinkles no, like, or no wrinkles? I'd say like 40, 50. Okay, okay, so, okay. so middle of the pack. Yeah, Gorman Todd. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, 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 that's a big difference. Geez, okay. Ugh. Gorman Todd age. That's basically the same. One just carries it a little better. <laughs> <laughs> One has lived a much harder life. You gotta measure those miles, you know, when you come to, <laughs> yeah, when you're exactly. comparing people. <laughs> so I go, I give her like a, cause I got tight jorts on, you know, I'm wearing air force ones. I got this goat with a keg shirt on. I just stormed into the thing late. So in my head, I'm like, I can understand this too. But I give her like the, the ear thing. Excuse me. Right. Like I didn't hear you. In a, <laughs> I, I raised my octaves. So it's like a polite, excuse me. You know, like, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. yeah, 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 like inflection up there. And she goes, Where are you from? And I said, uh, Indianapolis, right? By the way, a little bit of a mental battle there in my head, <laughs> whether Pittsburgh or Indianapolis. Every time yeah. I go through it, I don't know what to do. Very happy I said Indianapolis, though, because the line that came back immediately after me saying Indianapolis about, I mean, this is just a few minutes into the flight. We're, we're talking two, three minutes into this hour and 10 minute flight. She goes, Indianapolis, that's where Mike Pence is from? I go, oh yes. She goes, disgusting. Oh. <laughs> I died laughing. I mean, I, it was a Jesus loves you pop for me. <laughs> it was a dying laugh. Like, I, could, I laughed so hard. I don't know if she was expecting that. If she wanted war immediately, I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know what she was thinking. I watched Zach Galifianakis' comedy special one time. <laughs> And he told this story about sitting outside of a, uh, there was this truck, this like redneck guy sitting in a truck outside of a gas station and three dudes walked down. He said like the redneck was like three queers, you know, and Zach Galifianakis was one of them. And he just, they laughed at him and walked away. And his whole bit was like, I I wonder at what number that guy would not have said that. Like if there was five of them. That was the whole thing. Like in my head, like that lady 
What was her plan for her? Like, what did she did she want war? Like, right there on the like disgusting amigo. Uh, don't you ever say that. <laughs> what happens for the next hour and five minutes where we are literally strapped to a missile directly three inches away from each other? So I just laughed. I laughed very hard. And I was like, oh, so you're a big fan? You're a big fan? Yeah. Because uh, she goes on a run about how how terrible the president and Mike Pence are and like all this stuff. So I literally, I just, my, my response was like, do you just live like in just the politics? Like, do you just watch politics all the time? Do you think this is why like you're, you seem angry, yeah. right? Like I was like said that and she laughed at that. They got a little chuckle out of her. So then we started like talking. We like started having a full conversation. She hates everything about Indiana for sure. Like, <laughs> she hates everything about it. But I learned so much from this lady so quickly. It's like, this is why I just stay completely away from the politics. It is, she was triggered because I had jorts and a green shirt on with kegs <laughs> to think that I was somebody that she was saying was ruining the greatest country on earth. <laughs> and this is a conversation happening at 35,000 feet with no Foxy around to film it. That was all I could think is if Foxy wasn't back by the shitter right there, we have another fucking viral moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I wish you brought up uh, space. I would have loved to hear what that lady had to say about that debate <laughs> there. Land on the moon? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you think she had a triggered like, word for every single state? Like if you would have said Pittsburgh? No, no, she loved Illinois. Oh, let's go. She loved Illinois. She loved uh, Michigan. There's nothing wrong with these two. Yeah. You were in Ohio, though. She said, where was she from? Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Where, where's this high horse lady from? Uh, she's from Philadelphia originally. Oh, oh that's Jesus. Jeez. <laughs> Eagles fans these days. I will say this, though. We had, we Obviously, I'm not going to not continue to engage in this human. This is a very intriguing human to me, right? Sitting in first class, obviously a pretty successful person, lady. She had a Louis bag and stuff like that. She was a vegetarian. Oh, oh, <laughs> I, uh, yes. Those five-star people, man. <laughs> <laughs> but we talked. We just, I tried to steer it as much away from politics as well. Like, lady, I don't know enough to get into whatever you want to get into right now. But I do know that, like, Indiana's playing Purdue right now. My friend Clayton Anderson said courtside. <laughs> <laughs> like I put ESPN on. There you While go. He's yelling at me about how disgusting I am. I was like, all right, let's just be as stereotypical as we can possibly be here. I just went straight to ESPN. In Indiana, Purdue just so happened to be on. And I was like, Indiana, look at that. Look at that. And there was, there was basketball players on the screen. And she said, I thought it was only white people in Indiana. I was like, no. Oh, boy. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> in the pudding right here. It was... It was one of the most insane <laughs> flights I've ever been on in my entire life. You should have dropped the, uh, hey, look, I know you don't like Mike Pence, but uh, you ever heard of Dan Dockage before? You should probably give him a nice little <laughs> list in here. <laughs> Dude, it was awesome. And it's just like, I wish, it's one of those moments where I just wish there was like, I run into the dumbest shit. Me and Foxy were talking about yeah. this. These things just happen, right? The number seven sign spinner in the entire world just pops off right fucking in front of me. Yeah, you're a magnet. You attract For these, these ex you know what, exotic, eclectic people. Well, I think it's because I'm so intrigued by everything. The curiosity. You know, like, Kill I'm not cat. scared to dig in. If I've had some vitamins, I will go in. I will learn some things. Yeah, peel back those what layers. I learned, what I learned from that lady is, 
Indiana, not a very well-loved place <laughs> by people that watch a lot of CNN. I would never guess. I well, she we're... clearly knew a lot about the place. I thought we were a big tech community. You know? <laughs> big tech community. I thought I worked on the internet. Big time tech guy, millennial. Pat said he like explained to her like that there's actually a city in the state of Indiana. <laughs> it's not just like all farm fields. Bro, I brought out my maps. <laughs> I couldn't get the internet though because we're on an airplane. Oh, of course. <laughs> you didn't get the premier internet. Shoddy. But my maps were still loaded from Indianapolis, so they didn't load in the trip. So I zoomed in on Indy, and it was like very blurry. And I was like, "See, there's buildings and shit down." Yeah, <laughs> there's a real. Guess what? You know those bird scooters? We got. Them. Yeah. <laughs> My friend actually broke. Oh come on! <laughs> Weak bones. You know those vegetables you're eating, lady? You know where they come from? Yeah. Fucking oh, Indiana. Yeah, that's right. Central Meat, Illinois. Vegetables, military. We're out here in America mostly. <laughs> but I think I was I honestly think I brought us together a lot closer by the end of it she's probably listening to the show right now really subscriber now gained a fan that's, I don't know if she's after I just retold the story I don't know if she's gonna stick with us but she ended up being a nice lady a nice lady what was your ending worth with her um she had a she, I asked her if there was a she had a bag that she wanted me to grab yeah. and she gave me like I'll get it and I was like, of course. And I just, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> I just well, I mean, that's very misogynistic of you to think that she couldn't carry her own bag. I, yeah, so. As soon as I asked the question, I regretted it. Yeah. As soon as I asked the question, I regretted it. I would, and by the way, she was a fit. CrossFit she, probably. Oh yeah. Asked, mm-hmm. Big time. I should not have asked. I should have asked. Man, what a good convo today, boys. Yeah. Oh, what a convo. Yeah. Hey, hey, what a convo. <laughs> yeah. People say, you know why we like podcasts? Because we like good conversation. Today, yeah. we're having one. Mm-hmm. Oh, big time. Oh, yeah. And you know, when men and women upgrade their tattered, outdated, multi-pack bullshit underwear to Tommy John. Bullshit. It, bullshit. Yeah. The most comfortable on the planet. Planet Earth. They have a lot to say about it, like Scott, who's happy his double Scott. agents are no longer going rogue. Or Melissa, whose Tommy Johns are so like Melissa, comfortable that she worries she'll forget to pull them down when she goes to the bathroom. Point is, <laughs> men and women all across America are crazy about Tommy John. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Both of them. I'll tell you what, Melissa, that's a wild scene there for Melissa. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you can't go to the bathroom. You might as well check if you have underpants on. Missy's a freak. I think Melissa might have pissed her pants and made an excuse. This is like... Uh, <laughs> This is like uh, it's like pre-cum, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if you're gonna piss your pants, Tommy John is the one to do it. I, I don't know. <laughs> no, Wait, probably not. <laughs> piss some pants. Might be. Peeing your Melissa pants is cool did because Tommy John was so light and comfortable. She she didn't even know they were on. Exactly that cool. Both Tommy John men's and women's underwear sport a no wedgie guarantee. Comfortable stay put waistbands. No and wedge. Right that are luxuriously oh, soft and designed to move with you, not against you. Oh, with. Perfect. Aerodynamics. I think that's how it works. I I just don't think that is actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's on me. <laughs> Plus, Tommy John has dress shirts and undershirts that always stay tucked, ridiculously soft loungewear, and go anywhere apparel that's versatile enough to go from boardroom to boxing class. Woo. Boardroom to boxing. 
I'm here for the Pam Pam thing. <laughs> Tom and John is so sure you're going to love their fit and feel that it's all backed by the best <laughs> pair you ever wear. It's free guarantee. That means if you don't love your first pair, you'll get a full refund. Tommy John, no adjustment needed. Hurry to TommyJohn.com slash Pat now and get 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com slash Pat for 20% off. TommyJohn.com slash Pat. P-A-T. Pat. 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 Just so we know, it's only one Pat. Though. Oh, okay. Geez. I, that was on me. I got a little carry away with the ad libs. I've been listening to all Amigos lately. <laughs> Makes sense. That'll happen. It doesn't. It Makes doesn't. sense. They say a lot of words twice when they ad lib. Ad lib. <laughs> <laughs> you get it. What an ad read. <laughs> ad lib read. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Reading the ad. <laughs> So then we land in Orlando, and normally the WWE gives us a rental car, which is very nice to them. And I'm now a rental car person. Like, I never was a rental car person before I started working for WWE. I was a Uber mm-hmm. or let's get a taxi outside or somebody lays me down in the lobby of the baggage claim. Yep. I'll hop in any random's car. You know, I'll do all that shit. Oh, yeah. So this one, rental cars, I've become a big fan of. It's oh, very, yeah. very nice. So. The only issue, though, is that since I am so low on the totem pole here at WWE, me and Foxy, the only rental car we're allowed to get without upgrades allowed, which I have asked managers of rental car places if I can upgrade and pay for it myself, banned from upgrading, (laughs) minivans, just minivans, just minivans. So every conversation with the car rental places, is there any way I can pay for an upgrade? And they go, yes, let us check. In every single city we've been to, the WWE banned any upgrade. Right? <laughs> so I don't know how they do it. The one lady said that normally there's this third way that she yeah. can get into it by setting, uh, like offsetting the. She hacks the system basically. Yeah. yeah. She's got to yeah, work she, around. She basically told us that she could backdoor us. <laughs> oh, yeah, you backdoor the system. She said they block that somehow. She said she doesn't even know. This is a real conversation. This is Vince. This is Vince's job right here. No, they travel so much. And like your accommodations are a huge part of the company. Like if you're a first class flyer, coach flyer, like it's a huge, because this is a traveling business. I mean, this is literally, so it's a huge part of the company. And I'd assume that their deal with National, who we've been with every single time, it's like, okay, this person's slotted here, this person's slotted Mm -hmm. here. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's people like really like, yeah. Don't let fucking McAfee get anything other than that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's happening, but every time it's funny. So this time I just got my own rental car, right? I was like, I'll just get my own. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said they had a Maserati SUV. Yep. Oh, boy. Ooh. Ooh. I know. Ooh. I know. Behind door number one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Door number two. A Bumblebee Charger. Oh, man. Yeah. Lame. Which... We have got before. We got that in Arizona. That was the it last. Was nice. Oh, rest in peace. Been by there, the way. done that. Or brand new convertible Corvette. Oh, let's geez. go. Less than a thousand miles on it. Oh, yep. oh, oh my oh, right goodness! Off the lot. Corvette is the car that I drove as the pace car in the Indy Grand Prix on Indianapolis Motor Speedway, Ari Leindyke teaching me the road course at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, leading 32 Indy cars behind <laughs> me, just bought Corvette, 
we we made a simple decision there. We would like the Corvette. Yep. Yep. Do you want the insurance? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we would like the insurance. We have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, excuse me, miss. I have a goat with a keg on my shirt. So, yeah, I would like the insurance, actually. Lady, I was just called disgusting no less than an hour and 20 minutes ago. And for being from the state I'm from, let's assume that I'm probably going to fuck up this Corvette. Yeah, lock it dollars in. insurance? Yes, please. <laughs> Did you yes. see a yellow Corvette next to it? Uh, no, it's re- we got a red Corvette, but oh. there was a yellow Corvette option. Yeah, that I was almost rented that one from the same place when I was there. Okay, so the yellow Corvette was an option. Yeah, red Corvette newer. Uh, yeah, so we went with the red Corvette. Good choice. So we walk out to the parking garage to pick up our rental car. Didn't even think about our bags not fitting in that car. (laughs) (laughs) So we popped the trunk and Foxy had to do an actual wedge, like a, like it's insurance. I don't think we got insurance. I think we broke the trunk. (laughs) Wedge his bag in the trunk, which is basically just like a, um, like a uh, glove compartment, like a glove compartment in the back. Yep. Because you're sitting three inches off the ground. It's an indie car. You're sitting in an indie car for real. So we get in the car, we're driving around, take the rag top down so my hair can blow. Yep, you natural. Know, mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah. Call my fiance. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, just, just you know, do the, do the rounds. Because it's snowing in Indiana at this time. Oh, yeah. So I call her from a convertible in a Corvette <laughs> in Florida. Mm-hmm. Just let her ask her how everything's going <laughs> in Indiana. Couldn't hear a word she was saying. So it turned into me calling her and her going, hello? And I'm going, what? <laughs> like, you're such a fucking asshole. Hangs up on me in this fucking convertible. Cop. I'm floating. We're driving this thing. Fast. We're driving this thing because there's, I mean, I don't know how you don't, right? Yeah, of course. That's, that's exactly why they don't let you upgrade, by the way. Probably the reason. Let's get into <laughs> the show, at least. Yeah. Blue lights come flying up from the back. Ooh. Blue lights flying up from oh, the back. Oh, Foxy couldn't get his camera out fast. <laughs> I was ready. He was digging like, oh my God. And then he just grabbed the camera. And I pulled over. I did. I even did a pullover. Like, mm-hmm. that's how committed I was to, yeah, it's me. I was like, yep. Pull over. <laughs> Dude floats right by us. Wow. Like, oh, boy. <laughs> that's like a real moment there, you know? He caught the reaction? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm assuming we have it. Let's go. Yeah, I'm assuming we have it. And then we go, um, we get to the hotel. And I can't sleep still because of Hawaii. Still on Hawaii time. Oh, geez. Jet lagged. I get through all the time. Actual jet lag. This, this is actually, you know, this is, I'm happy we, this came up. This is what jet lag is. is uh, yeah, I, I get it all the time. The hour difference gets me. From Chicago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From Central to Eastern. Oh my God, you have no idea how hard it is. <laughs> They've been doing a lot of case studies on the Central time, the Eastern Standard Time Zone. They say it's the worst one. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm leading the case. People are like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm like half asleep, but I'm It's like 2 a.m. is 9 p.m. to me. So it's, I'm bright eyed, bushy tailed. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's been very hard to sleep. I don't know how I fix it, to be honest. I, I don't have Advil PM. I've been trying to just vitamin the shit out of my, like last night I might've been on cloud 48, which leads <laughs> to this. At about 142 last night, I even wrote the note down in my phone. I'm part. I'm, my room is right outside the parking garage here. 
I heard a. <laughs> I thought the vet got stolen. <laughs> oh my god! I, I wrote it on my phone. I wrote the notes down on my phone for when the cops come and ask me the next day what happened. I go about one forty-two. I heard a fucking. I heard a V eight go nuts out there. Look, look. There's a timestamp right here. I swear to God, officer. One forty-eight. Yeah, one forty-two. It was actually one forty-two a.m. So. This morning, I was fully expecting to go over there and our car mm-hmm. be stolen. And I was very excited for that because we're filming my first 24 hours with the WWE. Me refusing to take their rental car, getting my own, then it getting stolen the morning. <laughs> Can't write this <laughs> stuff, folks. It's magical content. Magical, magical content. It didn't happen that way. The fucking thing survived. It must have been some other fucking car getting stolen, which is a real shame. Kind of fucking up our thing. So we get in the vet. Still there. Yep. And uh, we go to the performance center and we're just chatting about content to make for the WWE. We make a couple of videos. We chit chat with some people. Finn Balor. Ooh. Okay. 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 We didn't make anything with him. He just came in with his family. <laughs> we- <laughs> but yeah, he was there. You guys got so excited. There's there was literally a hi. My name's Pat. And... Uh, uh, the the social or the digital guy that I don't want to say his name because he said the last time I said his name like a bunch of people hit him up for a job. <laughs> I didn't want to say his name, but he introduced me to him and was like, "Oh, he's working for us now." I think that guy is incredibly handsome. Yeah, he hasn't had a carb since two thousand four. <laughs> Honestly, I, I'm not sure he knows what a sandwich tastes like. Not a chance. Not, it's it's sad. For his taste buds, incredible for his body. <laughs> yeah. He is a handsome, handsome man. Meet him, do some things. Then the NXT tapings are happening over at Full Sail. I check in at Full Sail. Michael Cole just started in this internship program at uh, Full Sail University. I got to sit in on the orientation of the first class. That was yep. <laughs> Let's go back in the classroom. No big deal. I have some questions. I didn't bring a pencil and a paper, though, so everybody seemed to be judging me heavily. I was like, yo, I'm not used to this bullshit. I didn't go to class. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this is. It was a good time. And then, Mike, what's up? Jump. Oh, shit. Yo, I had a frog splash today. And oh, oh dude, man. That was awesome. You were hey. up in the air. You were up in the air, man. I, I went for that. That was not my first one of the day. I'm going to be honest. When you get up on that top rope, it is very high. Very. Yeah. You were just standing up there, and you're like, okay, I know this is a – because they have a uh, like a, f- a very soft ring that they people yeah, yeah. are supposed to try stuff off the top rope before you go to an actual ring. Oh, yeah, okay. And when you stand up there, you know that you're landing on a very soft surface. But, mate, I was like – I'm like probably 14 – my head is probably 14. I was going to say that yeah. the turnbuckle is probably about five foot, and then the ring yeah. is probably about four and a half foot off the ground. That's nine feet. <laughs> just not an accurate statement <laughs> was that math wrong oh I guess you're right you did you nailed that man that was really good math thank you Zito thought he's gonna have a field day <laughs> <laughs> it's like winning jeopardy right there you get the fuck up right away. oh sorry what is nine <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so the first one I did a frog splash wasn't as committed and I land Foxy's. By the way, nobody else is in that area. We snuck in there so I could do this. Nice. Beautiful. Yeah, perfect. No way I'm supposed to be doing what I'm doing. 
no way. Like, there's no chance. So the first one I hit, I land. Foxy's filming, and I stand up to go look at it. And obviously, I look nowhere near as committed in the video. Very obvious. Yeah. But yeah. my body, like my chest and like my my back, they sent like a yo, what the fuck's going on message to my brain. Like, I've never felt anything like this before. Never felt anything like it because I was landing on a dummy, like a, a rubber person that they do for CPR class. I was landing on that. Yep. I had, it wasn't like a soreness. It wasn't a pain. It was just like a, almost like an ache you would get from something from like four different parts of my rib cage and my back. And I it honestly felt like my body was like, we, this isn't what we, 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 we don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then after like 10 seconds, it went away. And I was like, okay, it went away. Now the body knows what's coming, right? Let's assume that the old McAfee body just did a quick little, all right, we can handle this now. So I go right back up to the top rope. Foxy goes, oh, we're going slow-mo here. Foxy goes slow-mo, and when something's on slow-mo, as the person who's on the camera, you have to know when people are watching this, they're going to see every single moment. Yeah. So even your look right before, if you're scared at all, that's going to be on somebody's screen for four or five seconds while you're just sitting there. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I had a, while I'm climbing up to the top turnbuckle, I'm having a full conversation in my head, like, Everybody's going to see if you're a bitch or not right now. <laughs> you get up here and you just fucking set your feet and you fucking go. Okay. That's why I like I'm talking to myself while almost falling off the turnbuckles because my jeans are too tight to get up. <laughs> on. So I'm in a bad spot and I get up there and I do, I do like this uh, arm spread thing. Oh yeah. Right before I go to jump, I like look down to the ground and I like, pause for like a second. I'm like, don't be a bitch. <laughs> and I go and I tried to make I tried to jump as high as I possibly could off of that thing. And I feel like if I was to pull that off with a real ring, I might break every bone in my <laughs> But it would get a hell of a pop. Your hair was flowing in slow-mo. That was amazing, oh. by the way. Because it's starting to grow a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's well, getting the, there. the jump was impressive, but you went fucking full extendo on the frog yeah, splash. Yeah, so you, like, went, it, you it, went D'Lo <laughs> Brown-esque. I was like, I wonder what he's going to do. Because it was in slow motion. I'm thinking as you're jumping, I was like, is he going to go D'Lo Brown or is he going to go Eddie Guerrero? And you went D'Lo Brown, full extend, full arms between the legs, pumped him out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I felt pretty good. You were floating. I felt pretty and then when I tried to get up, my jeans were too tight. I couldn't step over the rubber body. almost fell. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> so, I mean, that was a pretty cool moment. Uh, we leave the, That was the, while we were leaving the performance center to go to full sale for the NXT taping. So yep. we everybody else was kind of leaving, and we literally snuck like, through a back door. And I was like, yo, we got to get back to that padded ring. We got to get back to that padded ring. <laughs> because that was where I did the leg drop from on the last one. So... We get over to full sale, we get a tour, do the orientation. We're kind of wrapping up like our first 24 hours with the NXT tapings happening there. I have a full conversation with the coolest dude on earth, Michael Cole. And he's chit-chatting about ideas for us. I think he's, by the way, the Lake Tahoe thing, I think he's in. Let's go. go. That's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's in. Everybody needs to know that... Me getting invited to this Lake Tahoe Pro-Am thing is going to be a fucking great thing for everybody. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. The content that we are going to pull out of that thing. we're gonna, I don't know if we should. Yeah, we should announce it. 
Yeah, let's do it. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Uh, uh, we are in the middle of a sale. Maybe we'll wait a week. You know, they got a nice little treat. Maybe right if we now. hit a certain amount uh, numbers of shirts we sell, you'll, you'll break it out. Something to think about. Oh. Huh. Huh. There we go. Okay. All right. I have a number in my head. We hit it tomorrow. We hit that number by the end of day Thursday. Big news comes out. Whoa. Big news comes out next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, because I have to get it okay that I say it, which I have to go through some channels because this will be a pretty big deal if this happens. But we'll announce it much, we'll announce it next week as opposed to in July. So it'll give us, you know, we'll announce what we're doing instead of I like that. Yeah, breaking news, mm-hmm. breaking news. We'll break news early. Yeah. Which will be, I think it might revolutionize golf, to be honest. <laughs> uh, I think so. People, hey, people are saying it. You're not saying yeah, it. Yeah, not you. Yeah, yeah, I'm just quoting. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh? Just the yeah, reviews. So then our Michael Cole conversations wrapping up. We're covering everything that, like, you know, the plan. WrestleMania is coming up, so we got to cook up some stuff for WrestleMania. We got to – this is – this is becoming such a really fucking incredible opportunity. It's been awesome. Oh, by yeah. The way. They're letting us just dive into the vault and just create content. They're that's just a, like, that's yeah, amazing. Do whatever you want, man. It's like perfect for you, too, because that's exactly what you needed for people to just be like, hey, this is what you can do. Go ahead and free reign, you know? Well, that is the interesting thing because I've been talking to all these other people, and I feel like if I was to work for other people, which might still happen, by the way, WWE would not be my main thing. They're just allowing me to be a contributor for WWE. These other companies, I feel like, are going to very much (laughs) – I don't want to say tell me what to do. I'm not great at it. I'm not great at being told exactly. I'm not great at being told what to do. Like, I'm just not. I think my entire life. I mean, in third grade, I walked out of my teacher's class because I said, you treat <laughs> <laughs> like a revolt out of my I mean, this is just something I'm not great at. And it's why I retired, to be honest. So it was, it's a perfect situation where they literally, they're just like, yeah, we believe in you, man. Just whatever you need from us, we'll help you as much as possible. We'll tell you what, we think could work, and you just do whatever the hell you want to do. We don't want to censor you at all, they said. We That's do awesome. not want you to become a WWE guy. We just want you to enjoy our content, which you do, and then create content for us. I'm like, yeah, you got it. So it's been very cool. So while that conversation's wrapping up, dapping up, wrapping up that conversation. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep. Michael Cole goes, do you, do you want to call a match tonight? I was like, uh, yep, yep, absolutely. <laughs> and he was like, okay, let me go see. Goes in. Asks Mr. H. Oh. Mr. Oh, okay. H. 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 And Mr. H goes, absolutely. We got a dark match tonight between Punishment Martinez. Ooh, and good name. From Puerto Rico, <laughs> six foot six. Oh. He, oh. Big boy. He's going against Adam Cole. Wow. Oh. That's Cole. Adam full Cole still here. in a dark match. Well, full circle here. Right, Adam Cole is basically the reason why the WWE even knew who I was. Yeah, sure. But went after me basically on Twitter. He like extended an opportunity for me to go after him. He called me a dork, right? Because I was wearing jorts. So he's an American. Everybody knows that. You can choose to like him or not. It's Mm -hmm. up to you. Yeah, he's just an un-American man. Uh, It's up to you. But he's the reason I got in. And then the first match, literally, I get to call is an Adam Cole match, and it was like we're like an hour out from it. We'd been up at this point for 12, 13 hours doing stuff. So we do a quick basic bitch run. <laughs> straight to Starbucks, pick up an Earl Grey. Yep. You know the deal. Blenda mm-hmm. in that thing. Took that to the head. Took a couple little vitamins. 
Need him. In- introduced. I got introduced. Okay. Like, in- onto the stage because it was on the stage in front of the crowd. Average pop. Um, it, was a, it was positive. It wasn't booze. That's cool. I was expecting some booze. These super wrestling fans don't love the cuzzy here. They don't. They don't. <laughs> they don't love your your. They don't love love your friend here. They don't. They're not the biggest fans. Don't learn. Let me tell you, let me tell you why. For people that are uh, listening to the show that know nothing about the WWE, thinking about possibly getting in the WWE, which you, you should, because I think at some point I'm going to get an open mic with them, and they're just going to. I mean, the, the, we're going to be able to dig into some real stuff. <laughs> yeah. We're not a we're not a a diehard full time wrestling blog podcast, something like that. In the wrestling community, it is a tight knit one, right? It's yeah. a real thing, and there's a lot of personalities that dedicate their entire careers to the WWE, Ring of Honor, AEW, New Japan, everything like that. So when somebody who isn't like that gets an opportunity with their dream job and they're either the person they're a fan of the wrestling personality that they're a fan of or the wrestling personality himself like that's obviously going to be something that's going to be met with some negative response (laughs) i i after watching dr bull uh i understand the psychology behind it and dr phil i understand like yeah i would probably hate me too if i was you guys to be honest like yeah, I would hate you too. If this was football and they gave a job to somebody else instead of me, I'd probably be like, yo, I hate this guy. Yeah. But with that being said, pretty positive response from people. Not big, but positive. Okay. And then I sit down in the commentary team with one of the most electric voices in the history of combat sports, Mauro Ronaldo. Oh, wow. Nice. Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. He, He's called everything Connor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather. He's called he calls all the NXT stuff. He calls everything. He calls boxing. He's just he's an electric Canadian man. Nigel McGuinness. Okay, Nigel, Nigel. <laughs> Ni- magician, and um, his documentary on WWE Network is worth a watch. And Percy, and we had a great time for the match. And boy, I was wide open. They were dying. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I was wide open, man. Can I say one thing, too? Uh, That photo leaked of you coming out on stage, and it reminded me of the photo of the guy who created the character. It literally looked exactly the same besides the the cutoff hoodie. You just had the cuzzy across the chest. And I was like, yep, this is exactly the same as that guy made that character. It was like they had. They gave me. Uh, it was just like plain music. It was almost like what we what Foxy is like copyright free vlog <laughs> music. <Yeah. laughs> it's what it came out to, and um, not a bad response. I did a clap to them. I did a thank you. I did like uh, you know the polite, respectful. Guy, there's a guy sitting because the commentary desk is right to the left. The stage is like, or the ring is like back to the right. So you're sitting away from the place. So I zigged to go to the ring. I would have had to zag. So I went down some back steps. There was a guy sitting right by the thing that had a pit shirt on. And he was like, he actually said, Kazi. And he had the pit thing. And he was like, Can I take a picture with you? I was like, sure. And I see the camera following me. And I go and take a selfie with this guy. And he's bobbling his phone around, right? He's bobbling his phone around. Very nice guy. And I'm like, what are people thinking at home? Like, I just walk up and take a selfie with a guy. So then they didn't tell Nigel or Percy that I was coming up there. They did tell Moro Ronaldo, though. 
So I walk up on the stage to Dapa Percy, very nice guy. He's like friends with us. Yep. Nigel, same thing. And then they sit down. They have no idea that that three-person table that not only is three people built wide, that they all have to slide down and I'm coming in. <laughs> <laughs> we are sitting like, we look like the Fox, the NFL on Fox like show where there's like nine people at the desk. <laughs> That's what we look like for a while, right? So it's a hilarious scene to begin with. And I I let her fly in there, man. I had a good time. Let's go. That's you, awesome. What you let, what would you let rip? Any uh, good one-liners there? So this one I felt good about. I've been waiting on this one, yeah. okay? And it was a perfect opportunity. Before the match starts, six foot six Punishment Martinez Ooh. take on Adam Cole, who is not six foot six, okay, smaller. <laughs> and I go, Adam Cole looks like a toddler here. Right? <laughs> yep. Like the toddler word. He also looks like a kid whose parents hate vaccines. He's got no shot. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. <laughs> Get him, baby! Yes! I feel so good. I feel so good about it. I felt, that was the first, like, the first thing I said, basically. Other than complimenting Moro Ronaldo for his very freshly done hair that looks incredible. I mean, he looked, this jet black hair, it looked incredible. Complimented that early. Smart. Obviously. Very smart. Mm-hmm. Had to do that, show some respect. But that was my first real comment. And as soon as I said vaccines, I felt the other three guys like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I don't know, bro, say vaccine. <laughs> I had a great time, though. Can't tell you who can't tell you who won or lost. Oh, come on. Hey, have some respect for the biz, Zito. Come on. Hey, fake biz. Sorry, sorry. Hey, <laughs> fake the biz, Zito. You're right, you're right. But it was originally a dark match. I'm not sure if it's going to be a dark because things started happening yeah. that they did not tell me about. Like more things started happening, and I'm just sitting out there. I'm like, well, I'm just, fuck it. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, let's watch. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and at one point, I am reclined back on my seat because there's no room at the table. I literally look like I'm sitting on our little recliners out there just watching some stuff. I have jorts and a t shirt. Vape pen on your chest right below your chin. What's that? <laughs> said vape pen on your chest right below your chin <laughs> looking around. I was, huh. I was just sitting there. Uh, it was like hour 14 of the day. I was just like having the time of my life. And then it ended with a big moment, obviously. And the uh, in the year, they say, let McAfee take it home. Wow. Which means commercials showing like the, it was the end of everything that was happening. Yeah, let's go. It was, it was a Prater moment. It was a greater field goal moment happening, and I was, I was there for it. That's you know? awesome. And so I, they give you the countdown in the ear, right? This is the thing that, I mean, we, I've talked about on the show that when I did a WWE show, there's four voices in my head, including mine, because they're just there's ears, there's there's earplug things that you're wearing, headset where people are talking to you that's not going live, and they're doing a countdown. Like I assume this was like real. Real journalist shit, real TV thing. Like 15, 14, 13, 12, <laughs> till commercial. And I'm talking this entire time. Okay? And what you never want to do is be the guy that ends with seven seconds left because you cut it off too early. Oh, right? oh, yeah. oh, no. And I think you, in my head, very high watching people do these things where I know now that they're being counted down and their timing is either slow or late. In my head, I'm always like, 
Never be the guy. Like I, I ingrained in myself. Like if you're ever in a situation, don't be the guy that cuts off early. So seven seconds left. I don't even even have an end in my head yet. I didn't even have an end to the sentence in my head. Four seconds. I get two sentences out somehow in like three seconds. I was like, myself at one point. I'm like, okay, all going. And then at like three seconds, I was like, we got to get out of here, man. We we literally have to get out of here. Yeah. And my last send off is about. It, it looks like, um, like you know that guy that's at the Papa shot just draining balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what the words look like coming out. Of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's like auction here, man. I was like, "Definitely, I'm excited to be here with the NXT, the greatest superstars on earth." Hoo, pow, right. <laughs> Imagine if that was a Zito countdown. <laughs> What's that? Imagine if that was a Zito countdown. Well, I like five, three. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might have trained me for this with all the weight loss challenges. <laughs> Going through an iPhone, FaceTime, room to room. I'm alive out of from five. Yeah. So for the people who don't know, what's a dark match? Dark match is one that they're not going to put on TV. It's just for the in-house crowd. So it's because you got to remember that whenever they film their TV shows, uh-huh. it's also you've got like a couple thousand people in-house that are trying to have a show as well. So there's... Dark matches that aren't for TV, it's just for the in-house crowd. Oh, let's go. It's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty, But the, a lot of things happen, though, <laughs> in this. I, I think you might have lied to me. Or maybe they, I don't know. I think the plan might have been, like, this is a dark match. Let's see how he does. Yeah, dark matches are usually fun. That's, like, where they experiment a lot and try a lot of different things. Because it's just, it, no one's, it's not on you get TV. the real reaction, right? Is yeah. That, yeah. So yeah, they get a little nuts cool sometimes. Though, it was really, it was pretty cool. They're or they're awful. Us, they're gonna give us all of the. They're gonna give us the whole thing. Nice, nice. for this uh, first day of the uh, first day of the job thing. So we're gonna have that whole thing. I'm pretty. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, yeah I mean I, that that was, didn't sound like a real first day for most people. <laughs> how about Michael Cole? Just like out of nowhere, you want to call a match in like an hour? Uh, who? Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sure. Do you want to come to Lake Tahoe or? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. I think. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, man, that's him scratching my back. Yeah, oh, yeah. Awesome, a though. There's hey, a lot of scratching Michael Cole's back. <laughs> a lot of Michael Cole helping me out, man. That was, it was incredible. And then I come back, Mr. H comes, shakes my hand with a smile and a laugh, and everybody else, same thing. It was like a... I will say this. The people that work for the WWE, it's like a family, right? It everybody is. knows everybody. Yep. They're pretty I feel like a lot of them want us to succeed. Like yeah. They want me oh, to yeah. succeed. Oh, they, yeah. they they genuinely and they're good people. So every right? time you see them it's just handshake or are you working up for a handshake hug? Uh it depends who it is. Mm-hmm. So for Mr. H? Mr. H, strictly a handshake. Keep it away. He gave me uh, like a Bill Pullian body tap today too to see if oh, I was fat. Oh, nice. Mm. That's, you're get, working up to the hug there. It was like I, it was either a get out of the way. <laughs> it, was, it was either like a we shake hands, like a rip move. He was trying to rip through you. Yeah, but it was like a pat almost. Real tight quarters backstage at this full sale. Real tight. So there's not a lot of room. I mean, oh, it's yeah. very, it's very tight. What? It's it's a it's a one-lane road that you got to beep at the bridge. Ugh. You know what I mean? you got to yeah. beep at the bridge. you got to beep down and then go right past. Yes, it's exactly. It's like that backstage <laughs> at some places. No, Zito. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So, but I'm so ingrained from like scouts and stuff doing this when you come back from off season, like they pat you and there's no way that's not for to see if you were fat or not. (laughs) I got that a lot because I mean, I, my weight, easy come, easy go. (laughs) Imagine how many people pat down Eddie Lacey. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> that guy got a lot of them. And AQ Shipley, by the way, probably got. Yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> probably still has some coming too. <laughs> I would assume. Hey, how's that after the knee? Huh? How are we, are we comfortable? Are we, I saw you golfing a little bit there with McAfee. How fat are you? <laughs> <laughs> it's been cool though. So now we're here, and uh, this has been a crazy night for sports. We missed it. I came out. I checked the internet. Fucking Nike stock is going to bust. Oh, yeah, yeah man. It was bad. It was real bad. His entire foot was outside. Of the, it looked like it was a generic shoe. Like, you would. If, oh, I used to get Velcro shoes from, like, Walmart and shit and mm-hmm. show up at places. Yeah. And it felt like the bottom would rip off like that because it was sewed together by a terrible nylon. The bottom of my kicking cleats, Nike, always would start to peel off but i always assumed it's because it's such thin leather with such a thin base and i'm ripping it across the ground sometimes and stuff like that so i would have to change my shoes i don't think i've ever seen anything like this with a very high-end company the biggest and mike greenberg uh greeny posted something this is the most pop culture relevant team in recent history of any sport he said oh yeah he yeah. had the numbers to prove it. He was like, prices are 148% up, whatever they're... It's like the Miami Heat back in the day. Obama mm-hmm. was there. Yeah, President oh, 44 yeah, had a, like a video clip of him saying, is that the Nike shoe ripping? So that's what I'm... Yeah, him saying he broke a shoe. That was... He was... I Honestly, great night for Barack Obama. He great. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of face time for him. He was the first person... I think he might have been the first person... It was him and Coach Obama. K. It was a tight shot on Coach K. And he was over his left shoulder. And you could see him saying that, mouthing Zion, it. Zion and Obama were the only two that knew Nike's career was over. <laughs> <laughs> for a moment of time, for a moment of time. No, there's honestly, there's no way a shoe will ever do that again. You would think, you would hope not. Well, I mean, at least if they're not, you know, going to the Duke basketball team, you know, it's one thing if I buy a Nike shoe and that happens, but if Zion Williamson the most high-profile basketball player right now, that happens, then, yeah, Nike might want to think about using an extra seam or something, if, you know? If you're Zion, though, do you, like, boycott these shoes? Like, do you say, fuck these shoes? Zion just hopes that his knee's okay. That's what I'm yeah. saying, but, like, if this could happen again, you know, you don't want this to happen. Obviously, it's no, one of this does What this does for Zion is open up a contract bidding war mm. for shoes that is going to be next level with Nike potentially coming ridiculously over the top to say, I'm sorry. So yeah. are you saying this oh, is yeah. a setup job? No, I don't think it's a setup job, but I think he's going to make more money from Nike off of this than fucking Duke. <laughs> yeah. That's, very true. That's what I think is going to happen because <laughs> Nike, you got to remember Nike is all about being liked, being like, that is their thing. We would like to be liked it's by millennials, a younger group. Like that's their thing. They've completely changed their marketing. They, yeah. Not that they changed it, but that is their marketing. Yeah. That is what they, Nike wants to appease to the biggest superstar of that market. The biggest superstar of that market in sports, Zion Williams. That's who it is. Yep. The videos of him have been coming out from this generation for the last 10 years of this dude dunking since he's like eight years old from the fucking foul line. <laughs> 
people saying he won't be able to do this in college. He picks up and gets better when he gets to college because he's with better teammates. Nobody thought about that. And then all of a sudden, the biggest god, basically, to their business marketing, almost, embarrasses their shoe out of nowhere. This is going to come on the backside for Zion so big. And I hope he's healthy. That kid is some of the most must-see TV on earth right now. Yeah, it would be a bummer to go into March without Zion Williamson for sure. I look at his knee. Was it like a hyperextension? It looked like a little bit of a hyperextension. So it was, I don't know. It looked like the back of his knee, which was was, uh, bothering him. I don't know. I saw something like PCL, but. uh, He's probably done. There's no reason for him to play another game. I don't know. In my yeah. head, though, after you said that Nike money, I felt like the doctor was like, you could go back right now. And he was like, ah, the contracts are coming out. I'm probably going to make a yeah. lot of money. No, see, I think that's why Zion is so popular, though. It's because Zion is like this happy-go-lucky kid who, like his interviews, he says everything right because mm-hmm. I think he is everything that's right. Like, I honestly think he is. And a lot of people bash LeBron for doing a lot of selfish things and saying a lot of selfish So selfish. Things. But LeBron has been the only thing comparable to what Zion is. What did you say about LeBron? Oh, he's so selfish. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The only comparable to Zion is LeBron. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not only in in the way they play basketball and how athletic they are and how everything like that, but we're talking about being hyped up Mm -hmm. before your teenage years. And then living up to the hype thus far, LeBron and Zion are the only two comparables. And it's just Zion does everything right. And it's it's one of those things where I think we're very lucky to be able to watch him play and watch him take off and look down at a basketball rim yeah. at 280 pounds. Which also might be why the shoe couldn't hold up. They're like, we're not fucking built for this, dude. <laughs> The most explosive guy is 280 pounds, dude. I mean, what are we supposed to do here? But it's it's honestly, I hope he, I'm excited to watch many NBA. And you, it happened 35 seconds into the game, and you got people like Spike Lee, Obama, yep. they're only there. Ken Griffey. Zion. And they spent what? Those tickets were like three grand, weren't they? Yeah, yeah they were up to like two eight or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that. I can't imagine. Course, it was it was number two. It was the second most expensive ticket to the Super Bowl. Let's also remember that you're not just paying to sit courtside to watch Zion. You're also sitting courtside with the former president. You're sitting courtside. I was at a a Super Bowl party. The price changed four x because Justin Bieber showed up while I was negotiating the price. (laughs) New price. Sorry. High-profile client. You just got Rick Pawn starred. <laughs> really, we're in a new time now. And then I couldn't go to the bathroom when I got in because said high-profile client's security was blocking people off so he could go pee. So I had to pay four times the amount and almost pissed my pants. But <laughs> Good party, though. Was it? I don't know. I, I, don't know. I, don't know. I think I left. I was like, I'm out of here. I couldn't even move because the high-profile client was in there. Mm-hmm. It was packed. I couldn't do anything. But that sucks for Zion, man. It's terrible. He's going to get rich, though. He's going to get broken off still. Yeah. yeah they, good, it sucks for that Duke team, man. Oh, they man. They were really starting to click. Yeah, and they looked bad without him. I mean, UNC's good. Granted, they're number eight in the country. Oh, but yeah. without, without Zion, I mean, I think they scored 60 points in the paint. Let's go Tar Heels. Is that your team? I'm alumni. 
I, I took a class there once. <laughs> it was what? an online course. Honestly, I think that is technically what an alumni is because people tell me I'm an alumni of WVU and I never graduated. Exactly. So, so I'm alum. I'm, I don't get courtside like seats and stuff, but I'm alumni. <laughs> 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 I could have been me and 44 right next to each other last or last night. Well, that was a dude. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Um, that's crazy news. Anything else happen? Uh, mm. If you want to talk about it, we uh, we ate some very oh, very dangerous chocolate today. Yeah, the choco. Okay, so what happened? Oh man, I'm I'm gonna be completely honest. This was the worst experience of my life. I'm like still hurting from it, and we did it at three forty five. I think four o'clock. It's not pleasant. It's still sitting there. It still feels quite. It feels like a knot in my stomach right now. Still. Explain what you ate. What'd you say? Explain what you ate. All right. So it, basically, what Fuego Box is doing is this little uh, choco challenge for prostate cancer. And what they have are these little square chocolates. They're basically the size of like a what's it called? A Ghirardelli. Ghirardelli. Yeah. yeah. It's the size of a Ghirardelli. Ghirardelli. And uh, it's essentially the worst <laughs> possible thing you could put in your mouth. I mean, I mean, as soon as you, it was like swallowing smoke. I, I, it was awful. <laughs> I am going to go ahead and say they're crybabies. I, I ate that so fast, and it was so easy. He did. Zeet I, did. I, Ty, I'm sorry. What you said, Ty? No, yeah. Zeet, I mean, Zeet made all everyone look pretty bad with oh, how yeah. he yeah, he's reacted a freak. to it. Yeah, well, I mean. <laughs> I'm going to say I could probably take Sasquatch on now. After I ate that thing, I'm I'm on cloud nine right now. I was crying like a little schoolgirl. I, I almost threw up about four times. I couldn't breathe. My eyes swelled up. I couldn't see at one point. I thought I was going blind. I was yeah. walking around the office. I can't see. Help, help. So basically, five of us uh, ate it. So it was um, Nick, Connor, Diggs, Todd, and myself. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, man. Diggs pulled Don't the most dig shit ever. Motherfucker. This motherfucker. He's not here. This motherfucker. He took his wrapping, the little Ghirardelli chocolate that comes in the little wrapping. He went ahead, threw the Ghirardelli out, put an Oreo in, and decided to do the old fake switcheroony on us and wow. acted like he ate half a real one when he was really just eating half an Oreo. He sat there. He started breathing all heavy like he was faking an orgasm. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Jesus. Uh, we're over when, here. Did you, when did he tell you? Uh, like 20 minutes oh, after, I, I mean, think. we knew. We knew. The way he was walking around afterwards, like, come on. I had no idea. I had my shirt off spitting into the sink trying to get any sort of life back into my lungs. Todd's face turned the darkest shade of red I've ever seen a human body turn. I thought his head was going to explode. My favorite part was uh, Ty just watching us all and then him going, yeah, I'm actually just not going to do this. Uh, <laughs> So I, guess, I guess this chocolate's just covered in uh, ghost pepper shavings yeah. Yeah. is the trick. And I broke it in half because I was like, I want it in one spot in my mouth. I don't want to spread it all over my mouth. I, want I broke it in half. I put it in my mouth. And then at some point through, the two fingers I broke it in half with, I rubbed my eyes with because it was so hot. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then so they were done for. I couldn't see. He got see. pepper sprayed? Oh, it was yeah, bad. I pepper sprayed myself. It was bad. <laughs> The old ghost pepper spray. And I mean, you know what it's like. You've eaten one before. You ate one with Sasquatch. Uh, Reaper, yeah, because I think there's Reaper pepper in that too. I think. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, you obviously yeah. got it way worse because you had like the actual like seeds and yeah, stuff. Yeah, this was a nightmare. I don't know how you did that. <laughs> well, I dumped milk on my face. I mean, it was, oh, we were we, chugging. We didn't have milk. any milk. Gorman comes over. Hey, do you need anything? I was like, Gorman, get the fuck away from me! All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
ran over to the gas station, grabbed like a gallon of milk and as many waters as he could grab. We tried getting Gorms to do it. He kept back. He stayed a broken rib. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cause, well, yeah, because then you ate it and then you could feel it go the whole way down your throat. Uh into your midsection and then just sit in your stomach and it was still burning hours oh, later. I ate sushi right, right after, Pat. I ate sushi <laughs> right away after. Yeah, you were I was so hungry. I was like, I want more. I almost ate another are piece. Sure, are you certain that Zito didn't dig it? No, I didn't. Nah, no, he he Zito it. did it. Because I saw him splashing his tongue under the uh, sink like he was a dog, just <laughs> lapping water into his mouth. Well, so he suffered for about two minutes. Yeah. It's the, the only part that saw, it, like, it didn't like affect me like they did, but like it stays on your tongue, though. So like you have yeah. to like get rid of it somehow, or it'll just stay there. So I just put some water on it and washed it down. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's how I found out that uh, Zito Thoughts was not actually you. How'd you yeah, do that? I, oh, you told me last night. Because he tweeted down D-O-W-N instead of D-A-H-N. I was like, that, that was the only confirmation that I've ever had that it wasn't you behind it. I almost uh, have him, uh, had him uh, give me the login, and I gave it to somebody else. <laughs> what? Suspension. suspension. I always gave him a suspension there for using the wrong Don. <laughs> Three-day three suspension. <laughs> okay, so let's um let's talk about Choco Challenge. What is it? Choco Challenge? Yep. Yeah, yeah Choco Challenge, yeah. Uh, I... I guess money's going to prostate cancer, though, because oh, yeah. the yep. prostate cancer um, f uh, research. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God it's not going, like, f to the cancer itself. Like, thank God we're not teaming up with the cancer. <laughs> yeah. No, we're, not. Yeah. we're teaming up with the Fuego. That'd be fucked up. I'll tell you, I might need a new prostate after eating that, though. Once I <laughs> shit this thing out, I'm, I'm afraid of what's going to happen. Seriously. It's I'm pretty sure... Anyway. Hey, you guys raise money for prostate cancer fundraising and, and, and research. That's awesome. Let's you go. Run applause. Hey, here we yeah. go. Hey, how about you guys? Hey, hey how about us, huh? <laughs> may, have, may have given you colon hey, hey, cancer, hey. but, you know. <laughs> what did you say, Sam? Yeah, you know, I may have given you colon cancer, but that's, you know, beside the point. Hey, we're saving the front, not the back, all right? <laughs> uh, I can't wait to watch the videos. You guys all recorded yourself. I can't wait to see that. Um, what else happened? Anything? Nothing. Yeah, I don't think so. Honestly, I mean, at least in the, I'm trying to think of in the sports world if any, if any. Chicago Blackhawks continue their hot run, five oh, four yeah. win in overtime. Yep. Patrick Kane extends the point streak to 19 oh, games. Oh, Patty Kane with a shot. <laughs> <laughs> and that's hockey talk. Yeah, there it is, <laughs> yeah. baby. Yeah, we had an incredible. Thank you all so much for listening. By the way, to us in a hotel and them in a studio past midnight here. Uh, FaceTiming computer to humor. It also, uh, computer, shout out to Ty Schmidt's sleep schedule. Yep. Uh, yep, yep. It's going to be a fun night. I <laughs> <laughs> loves it. Uh, so we all thank you so much for listening. Thank you guys for sticking around late too. Foxy's about to die. I am as well. Uh, before I left, I was in Indianapolis right before I left, I got a chance to talk to an old teammate of mine uh, about probably the most topical thing for the NFL in recent history, I think. I mean, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. there's probably a lot of combine talk and shit going on like that, but the Colin Kaepernick settlement, pretty large. Mm -hmm. I got a chance to chat with an old teammate of mine, and uh, I think it was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, get a little A-B inside, too. Oh, yeah, and Antonio Brown stuff. I mean, two, the, two very... The oh, most wait. topical things, really, in the NFL right now. You got it all. And inside, inside information, too. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Best Scoop friend City. information. Yo, let's just get to that now. <laughs> you think we should just get to that now? Wait, yeah, yeah, let's just let's just roll it. You know, what? let's get to that now. Maybe get to it now. Right, meow. Hashtag 
Get to it now. Uh, picture of Ty Schmidt waking up this uh, tomorrow morning. <laughs> Miserable. Yeah, just not sleeping. Or send him a motivational text to enjoy his life a little bit, even though his schedule is the worst in America. Oh, man, you really want to piss him off, huh? Yep. Yeah, don't do what, that. <laughs> let's get to it or get to it now. Get to, get it, to now. it now. Hashtag get to it now. Let's do that. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, he was a draft picker of the New England Patriots, and he came to the Indianapolis Colts. Lockdown, slot corner, then he was a safety. Played in the league for nine years. He has a new podcast called the D-Up Podcast with his friend Danielle. It's a must-listen. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for the Yukon product, Darius Butler. What's up? Hey, what's up? What's up? Hey, how are you, man? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm engaged. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not as good as you. I saw that, man. I saw that. that, that uh, the helicopter. You put a lot. I hope, I hope nobody I fucking let him propose to saw that shit. <laughs> I got a lot of those messages. Chuck Pagano sent me one. He said, uh, "He said, congrats. You know, congrats. Uh, I hope everything's working out great. Thank God, fucking Tina didn't she dish before I proposed." <laughs> I know that's right, man. Shit. Uh, I appreciate that. Time, though, man. Well, you're a dad. Right. I'm nowhere near what you are, though. You are legitimately like dad of the year. I didn't. I met Darius. He gets traded to the Colts. You got traded to the Colts, right? I know. I got cut from the Panthers, actually. And then I uh, got picked up by the Colts. Um, kind of about third game in the season. Yeah, you come in. I think you had like two picks in your first practice. Literally. I think you had two picks in <laughs> yep, your first yep. practice. Yeah you, yeah, you did. And I was like, holy fuck, what is this guy? And then I started learning about you, and I had no idea. And then in the off season, we I think it was back whenever I was using Snapchat, you were on Snap, and it was you and your kids. Like every, I'm like, this guy's fucking dad of the year. I had no idea. I had no clue. Uh, you're, yeah, I keep my kids and all that stuff. I kind of keep that, you know, private for the most part. You know, Snapchat, obviously, you know, people who I'm cool with, they see my kind of day-to-day life. But, um, you know, I kind of keep them out of everything else. But um, obviously a huge, huge part of my life. Yeah, well, you're a great dad and you're a great man. And I want to, you were the first person I thought of whenever this whole Colin Kaepernick thing both not only started, but now that it's uh-huh. it's it's ended because your dad was in the military for 11 years in the army. You were yep. you kneeled during a couple of the national anthems early to stand up for your community and your culture. Now that the entire thing has come to an end, uh, I don't yep. want to. I don't want to say that there's mixed reaction. Larry Johnson was very open in his uh, disagreement with what Colin Kaepernick happened. A lot of the world very much behind Colin Kaepernick and everything. The conversation that he started, the settlement, everything like that. I I honestly feel, and this might be me feeling white guilt, but it's a hundred percent true. Like <laughs> I think as a white person in an NFL player, I was asked my thoughts on it. And I'm like. Yo, like, there's honestly, it's not something that I fucking know anything about. I wouldn't have a guess. I think mm-hmm. if people want to stand up for something, I'm cool with that. However, it is. How is your thought on the entire Colin Kaepernick situation? For me, it was one big PR situation between the left and the right, black and white, military and mm-hmm. community. I mean, it all became a PR disaster. But from the whole situation, how do you feel that Colin Kaepernick's situation really uh, helped or hurt everything in in the long haul of this real world we live in, and not just football? Uh, well, when he first when he first started, um, you know, the protest, obviously, 
you know, it hit home for me. And, um, you know, because of, like you said, it's a lot of things that, um, you know, just a lot of people have no idea that people deal with. You know, you, 2000, people think 2018 or 2019, whatever, especially if you have money, if you're an athlete, you're a black athlete, like you're not dealing with this shit. You're not dealing with oppression or anything like that. But, you know, you still have family, you know, in the same community that you grew up in. You still have, you know, sons, younger brothers, and the the, the black experience in America and a white experience in America are two complete different things. Even if I go back to um, some of the things that my dad told me he dealt with in the military, you know, while serving the country um, that, you know, his white counterparts didn't have to deal with. So um, just starting there and kind of having that 20, 30 plus year of my own history, I, it, it hit home with me. That, actually, the first time I talked to Colin, because, um, you know, I, I did the fist the first time I protested, and uh, Cromartie kneeled, and then, you know, you, what happened with that situation. Hey, he told me how to play dominoes on that flight home from England, and he was cut the next day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, that, that was his parting gift to you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but so, but I think I think a lot of his perspective, and I actually, after I kneeled, um, you know, it was a lot of shit that happened after that, um, you know, got death threats. Oh. Um, people were protesting outside of the, the um, our facility, and actually, uh, Pete Ward brought some of the protesters in. It was like, you know what? There's, would you like to sit down and just have a conversation? You know, I was like, fuck it, let's do it. So I sat down and it was this guy oh. actually was a Vietnam vet, and um, his wife also had served, and he was just telling me how hurt he was that we were kneeling during the national anthem and this and that, and I had a conversation basically about him and about my experiences. And we kind of came to understand. I think for the most part, it was just a big misunderstanding from the two sides. Like because if you if I don't if you don't get my perspective, you can't really respect what I'm standing for. And uh, mm. a protest is never meant for, to make the people you're protesting uh, in a sense against feel comfortable. You know what I mean? No, no protest is made is is made for people to feel uncomfortable. So um, I was definitely proud of Kevin what he did and standing up. And then not only that, when he lost his job and you know still pledging a million dollars of his own money. And then obviously taking the NFL to court, which nobody ever beats the NFL in court. So settling in a sense is a win to me. And obviously if you're suing somebody, you're suing for money. So, I, I mean, I would assume he got a nice chunk of change and um, he'll continue to do the work that he's uh, started doing in the community. And, you know, he may even still play again. I don't think he will, but um, it's still a possibility. So um, overall, definitely supported him. Um, definitely he got what he got. But um, I think, you know, it was a big, it, the narrative definitely got hijacked by the president for a while, and then that kind of drew a line. But um, hopefully, you know, we, we continue to come together, and um, the awareness is brought to, and hopefully, change um, continues to happen. A lot of good things have come from the Players Coalition. You know, the money has been, you know, put in from the NFL, from other communities. People kind of woke up and saw things they didn't see before. So um, I think a lot of good, more good, will eventually come from it than bad. Uh, why didn't they film your conversation with those protesters? I wonder because that I think is what everything needed from the beginning. I've been I've been literally mm -hmm. saying this since day one of this whole thing because I have a lot of friends, uh, you included, but a lot of guys in being mm -hmm. in the locker room and feeling like yo the the connection to the culture and the community is a very real thing in the in it's almost like the misperception of what you guys uh -huh. were protesting versus how it was being spun was the problem day one. I mean, what? not a problem, by it the way. Was, it was not a problem, yeah. but, but it's like it did get just twisted in two different directions. That conversation you had with that Vietnam vet in those protesters would have been must-see. That would have been a must-see clip right there. It, it, Absolutely. It, it, I agree 100%, but I think 
people were just so afraid to have that, you know, just to even talk about those things. I don't know why, because it's like, it's, it's not a secret. We, everyone knows the history of America. Everyone knows, everyone knows, you know, what, what it's been. So it's not a terrible thing to talk about. You just got to talk about it at this point and try to get through things. We had, you know, beyond that, we had um, city hall meetings and, and Pete Ward and the whole front office of the Colts did a great job of just even bringing all of us together and talking and having, and I had guys like, who I would have never thought even on my own team would have supported me. Like Vinny hit me like after one of our meetings with the ownership and, and Vinny's like, Hey man, like, I don't want you, I don't want you to feel like you're settling out, man. Like do what, do what you feel is right. Like this has been weighing on me. Like, you know, luck has had this conversation. Like people, you know, who I would think, who I would think would look at it and be like, man, what the fuck are you? They don't know this. <laughs> you know, they're not dealing with that shit for real. But they really, you know, had an ear and really kind of, so I think that was the biggest part that was missing. I think that's where the NFL dropped the ball and handling it because yep. I think, for for one, the owners know the players, and you know like what the, what most of these players are doing in their communities, kind of their backgrounds, what they come from, and where they are now, what they're doing, the positive things that they're doing. So I think they could they should have stood behind their players and then kind of try to figure something out from there, as opposed to trying to um, shun them and kind of turn the fan base and you know a, a bunch of people against everyone else instead of just start having real conversations. And then you start you know that's when you start really um, you know promoting and. and, and Hamilton changed. Hey, that shit was a PR nightmare, man. It was bad. Oh, it was terrible. It I was w- terrible. I hit the the uh, the the little tiny little hammer off the anvil. Uh, was one of the I think I was the first <laughs> first one to do it, or second one to do it. I was there for the national. Mm-hmm. That was my first time back in a stadium during the national anthem, right? And the place mm-hmm. booed. The entire place was booing. I'm like, yo, this is a this is a real situation. Was that, was that the that replaced the Browns or the San Fran? Browns. Okay, so yeah, that was when a bunch of us knew. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was tough because that wasn't my original protest, even though I agreed with what he was protesting for. And I think that's another thing. With the perspective of, uh, I would say, the majority of white America, it was it, the sense that I got was that the the issues that we were protesting it wasn't right like we didn't like you guys didn't feel like it was like an important enough issue hey, don't, you, you guys, hey, <laughs> don't you you guys me don't you you guys I'm just saying for the people that I talked to it was just like you know okay you can find another place to do it you can find another time to do it but if if that same situation let's say Colin started to kneel for you know how the veterans were being treated you know when they come back home I think you got a lot more support from even white America with him taking that stand. By or the even, way, you know how things are with the LGBT community. If somebody, if Michael Sam knew because of how the LGBT community is, is that, you know, it would it would have just got a completely different, it wouldn't have been the same PR nightmare. It would have been handled differently. You know, it would have been handled with more respect in a sense. And I, I think that, that was kind of a core issue that was also not talked about. That was kind of the elephant in the room. Like, a lot of people didn't think it was, it was a big enough deal. Like, especially for millionaires, you know, because people just think once you get this money, like you just, everybody's making $20 million a year and you just, you know, go into this fantasy world and you're, you know, you don't deal with these issues anymore. I think, honestly, I think the, I don't think, well, now granted, I mean, I guess you could weigh white people saying like, yeah, the, uh, the oppression is a big enough prop. They saw it as disrespect to the military. They, like if you're talking about uh-huh. just the basic white person in the middle of America that loves the NFL, all they were looking forward to was Sundays. That was their escape from everything. They were told 
that this was a disrespectful thing to the military. And once that happened, there was mm-hmm. no there was no coming back. Now, granted, I do believe that they should have seen that there is a real fucking problem. And I think, by the way, cameras. Uh, that started coming out, police cameras and shit like that that started happening, I think started opening more people's eyes. But once people mm-hmm. thought that this was disrespect to the military, I think it lost them immediately. And that's why I think the NFL yeah. paying Colin Kaepernick just to make this whole thing disappear was their end game from day one. It was like, how much money can we pay this guy to make this shit end? I honestly think that happened. And I think that's why... Oh, for sure. I think for sure. I was a part of that meeting last year with the owners. So, and that was pretty much the... The sense that I had coming into that meeting, like, all right, what, like, what the fuck, we got to tell you guys or say we're going to give you guys to get up off the list. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can talk about, the, we can talk, we can talk about the issues that, you know, whatever point. I was, you know, you have a seat at the table with, you know, eleven, twelve or the most powerful owners in the league. Like, obviously, you, you know, they have you there for a reason. They're trying to come to some agreement, like right then and there. And once that didn't happen. Then it, it was kind of okay. Now it's kind of. Then he brought the, the, the lawsuit and Eric Reese. So it, it was it was crazy. But I think they dropped the ball from the beginning. But hopefully, man, hopefully it goes. You know, it it, it, it gets better. I think, I think some of the settlement, by the way, is going to go to more money to different groups and shit like that. I think that's a part of the settlement. I, I would assume that oh, for sure. Colin Kaepernick so. is not signing that settlement unless there is an allotted amount of cash going back to the community so that the situations where Larry Johnson sends a tweet saying he settled, he has a rebuttal to that. I would assume that his lawyers would do mm-hmm. something. I would assume that's a part of the settlement. I don't think we'll ever hear about it, by the way, because they all signed NDAs, can't mm-hmm. talk about mm-hmm. it. Colin Kaepernick turned down $20 million to the AAFL. I assume... That's because he knew that there was a large settlement coming within the next week or so because those negotiations for settlements, that's a couple of weeks in the making negotiating. I don't think that is yeah, something that least, just came least, out. Of, yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, do you have, do you watch the AAFL and have any thoughts about potentially playing quarterback there? Like I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually got offered uh, a job to coach there um, kind of oh. went back months ago. Uh, Hammer, you remember Hammer, my DB coach? He was he was yeah. supposed to be coaching on the team, and he called me up. Hey, you know, got this new league starting. You know, Coach Rob. I'm like, ah, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> know. But um, actually watching it, 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 I mean, I think I think it, it, it has some it has some growth potential. It has some guys, you know, it's a lot of our former teammates in there, you know, just fighting for another opportunity. You know, guys are hungry. It's a development league, and, it, and they 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 were smart by putting it on TV right after the Super Bowl because everybody's so thirsty for you know somebody to get hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was smart, and then having that big hit to start it off oh. was huge for him. So uh, hopefully, hopefully, it continues uh, to gain some traction. Personally, I think they should have waited a week, skipped a week, had an off week, built up the thirst even more. Then, if you have that first Whoa. weekend, if you have that big big hit on the first weekend, then you're sitting in the money instead of looking for two hundred fifty million after week two. <laughs> See, man, everybody, everybody doesn't fucking think like you, man. That's why you're in fucking WWE. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're a fucking genius. Everybody doesn't have Let's talk about being a genius. D-Up Podcast. You're incredible on a microphone. I've always thought you were a very Uh intelligent, smart, hilarious, and probably the most fluid athlete I've ever seen in my entire life. Are you enjoying the podcast, or how is it going? Why'd you get into it? You know, I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, You know, just kind of, you know how it is when you're in the NFL or you're in, you know, whatever team, like you kind of. You can only say certain things, don't want to ruffle feathers. So now I've actually been in a position where you can say what you're really thinking and, um, you know, not worry about those type of things. I'm, you know, was looking forward to that and getting and just talking to, about a bunch of things that, 
you know, I never really talked about being transparent in some things. And, um, you know, it's really still trying to find my niche with it. Um, it's still brand new. But, um, you know, I'm having fun with it. And that's uh, the most important thing for me. Consist- I told you, I think I told you this. Consistency is just the biggest thing on podcasts. You just got to show up. That's, a, that's the biggest thing. And then you'll find your niche. We got a guy in this room named Zito. He ain't never found his niche, but he shows up every fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, I'll find it, though. He with his blinders on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he should keep his blinders on. Uh, have you officially retired from the football? Or if an NFL team was uh, like... I- no, nah, it's it's done. I, I mean, I've I've been trying. I haven't filed the paperwork, but yeah, I'm done. After probably week uh, six or seven, um, you know, I kind of told my agent, you know, obviously unless some some sweet came across the table, um, you know, it was a wrap for me. Um, but I'm enjoying the other side. You know, spending a lot more time with my kids, um, being able to go to a lot more things that I wasn't able to go to in the past, and um, my fucking body feels great too. <laughs> Hey, congrats! <laughs> congratulations are in store here, man. Congrats on an incredible career. I mean, that is appreciate you, man. You did a hell of a. You were a. I I might have told this story the last time you were on the show. We would have these team meetings. Okay, they'd be on Wednesday, where every, they would Chuck would break down how we were going to beat every team from all three phases. Okay, so special <laughs> yep. teams would literally be like Pat just. We need no returns from this guy. Vinny, you need to make all your kicks. We need big returns. Blah, blah, blah. Every week, same fucking thing. It was special teams one, most boring one of all time. But the offense and defensive ones, I felt like, all right, here we go. I'm learning I'm learning the football here a little bit. There was only one motherfucker that answered every question, and it was Darius Butler. You were the most studied guy on the defense, maybe even on our entire team, aside from Luck, who has photographic memory. What was your yeah. – you, you put a lot of study – a lot of everything into the game of football. And I don't know if that ever gets talked about enough with, with Darius Butler. I'm being serious when I say that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that was, that was, a, that was actually a fun part. A lot of people don't like, don't like that part of it, but um, that was a fun part of it is um, you know, trying to f- figure out the answers beforehand and going to the game more prepared. That's how you, you know, really make plays on the offensive and um, defensive side of the ball. You know, the more you study. And I learned that early from coaches. You know, I had some great coaches in the past, um, a lot of great coaches that taught me how to watch them, how to study, how to study opponents. So um, I kind of carried that throughout my um, entire career. And uh, so I was, I was, I was fortunate. That played a big role in, um, in a lot of the plays that I made. And, um, you know, the players that last a long time is usually because of that. It's usually because of how they watch them, how they study, how they take care of their body, and um, things like that. Okay, listen. It's fun, though. It's a fun part of the game for me. They're third and seven. On their left forty, they're in this show. <laughs> and Darius would be like, "Ah, it's going to the, uh, it's going to the running back in the flat." Uh, that's correct. Yes. <laughs> and then they'd be like, uh, "Vonte, what do you got here?" Hey, I don't know, dog. I just got that guy. Hey man, he just walked the fuck out at halftime. I, I said, "Walk the fuck out." <laughs> honestly, 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 Pat, if someone told asked you five years ago, you had one teammate. If you don't have one teammate in the future that's gonna walk the fuck out at halftime. <laughs> I'd probably say me. Who I play for the <laughs> field. Who, who would you? Who would you pick? I would have picked you. I would have picked you. Oh, I appreciate that. I have no idea. Dude. I sent. I sent you a message. What? I think the next day. I was like, Yo, the fuck just happened with Vaughn? It's the same day. <laughs> same day. I got like ten calls. Like, Yo, is, is he all right? <laughs> I, talk, I called him. I talked to him. He's like, Man, you know what, man. 
Timing is everything, man. <laughs> like, bro, I don't, I don't, I'm like, bro, I don't know if that was the right time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's like, hey, man, you know, you got to live your life, bro. But he's living, man. He's living. He is. <laughs> he, he is living. He is uh, on social media, one of the most hilarious followers right now. He said, black folks on the slopes last week. He was snow and he's skiing. <laughs> that was his caption. He was a beast, too. He, he was hitting blues. He was hitting blues two days into it, man, on the, on the slopes. Uh, that was his actual <laughs> Life, he's a hilarious individual hilarious retirement Absolutely. i can't thank you enough for joining us man I, i'm gonna check out the d up podcast hey by the way at the beginning you might suck i mean that's literally how it is and everything we were terrible at the beginning oh yeah for sure you just gotta keep with it man you, you're so smart and uh so funny you're gonna figure it out and you're gonna be an incredible person on the microphone can't wait to watch you grow brother appreciate you man appreciate you for having me bro hey no problem uh you know my People ask me my favorite play in my entire career uh, against Tennessee Titans at home. I coffin cornered one out at the one. I think the next play, you had a pick six. We won because of it. You are always involved in my favorite play of all time. So I thank hey. you for that. Oh, yeah. My guy. <laughs> <laughs> you were always. <laughs> you became a pick six specialist there. It, 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 Darius Butler. Beca- you know why, though? Because at slot, whenever you know the play that's coming, that is a pick six play every single fucking time. It, 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 man, look, man. Up corner period. If you know, if you got a good eye idea was coming and you can jump some shit because i mean you had a disadvantage on defense you gotta react to the motherfuckers who already know they're going probably bigger and faster so, um, <laughs> to so, the more you know before that snap shit the better chance you got uh, i appreciate you ladies and gentlemen incredible career he's gonna be a monster on a microphone darius butler thank you so much man Yay. appreciate you bro see ya great work d butt Alright, man. Thank you, man. Hey, you're incredible in there. Honestly, you're really, 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 really good. I'm excited to see what you do. You're a talented dude. My God, Frida, you know I'm gonna lean on you, man. So keep yeah. giving me that advice. Yeah, do what you gotta do. Literally, you'll find it. It's just like uh at the beginning, we sucked at the beginning. I couldn't even tell you. We were terrible. <laughs> you just gotta keep at it and you'll find your flow. And hopefully, uh I I've never met her, but I hopefully Danielle gives you some softballs too where you can tee off and you do the same for her. That makes you look good too. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing, too, just finding out what, what it is I really want to fucking talk about, you know, every week or every how often. Because um, some of the things, I'm like, oh, I don't really want to talk about this shit. Don't have talk to. about fucking relationships and culture and, uh, you know. <laughs> so it might, I, might just, I might just get one where I stick to sports and talk to different athletes. You watch Gilbert Arenas or... Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I see some of his. I see some of his. Also, Kevin Garnett's got a pretty good little fucking thing going. All right, last thing before I let you go. Uh, A.B., Antonio Brown, is the talk of not only the NFL, NBA, pop culture, everything for what's going on right now. <laughs> Do you think he's sitting in a good position? Uh, you know what? And, and, I, and It's tough. I mean, he, he's a great player. Uh, great, great player. All-time great player. But um, you know how the football, the old guys are in football. True. You, start, you know, that, that distraction, when you have that distraction tag on you, um, you know, that can, be, that can be a bad thing. So you just got to keep producing at a high level. But, uh, I mean, Pitt kind of still has him by the, you know, has him by the balls right now. So he can be demanding the trade, but if they don't, if they don't feel like they can find what they want for him, you know, he'll he'll be there, and that'll be a lot of friction there. So I don't know. I think Rooney, that Rooney and AB met, and I guess yeah. Rooney said that he's open to trade mm-hmm. discussions to kind of let it go. But he's calling himself uh-huh. Mister. He wants to call himself Mister Big Chest now. Can we rate that on a on a nickname fucking scale? <laughs> That's the worst it's, I've ever heard. Uh, from one to ten, it's Brick Tamlin. He saw Mr. fucking Big Chest. 
Yeah, that's what he calls himself. It's, that's, it's better than Ronald. He used to ask everyone called Ronald. I don't Ronald. know, man. Ronald I like Ronald, Ronald, I think. Ronald was much better. <laughs> I like Ronald, too. He literally, he was probably benching. He was like, you know, call me Mr. Big Chest. <laughs> he's going to come out and do fucking, he's going to have a leg day. No, all right. Call me Mr. Quad. Mr. Big Quad. Yo, he is fucking hilarious. That hair, the mustache. I don't know what's up with AB right now, man. All right, Darius. I appreciate you so much. I thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, incredible football career, incredible podcast career that's about to kick off Darius Butler. Hey, you see, you see what right, just bro. you see what just happened there, Darius. We just literally, you just watched us. You watched <laughs> me fuck up and not ask you a question, and then make it happen. That's the beauty of podcasting. That, that's how it goes, right there. Great. <laughs> I just learned something right there. All right, I'll see you, brother. I can't edit that shit in. <laughs> <laughs> Later, man. I enjoyed hearing that. How about him sitting? inside like the owners meeting when they were originally trying to talk about the whole thing and be like yeah how do we solve this as efficiently and best as possible it's pretty, yeah it's pretty crazy. crazy that's pretty wild that's like a scenario where i would look around and have one of those moments where oh holy shit i'm i'm in here trying to decide the the fate of my players brethren yeah. here in the owners like i'm the one brokering that's insane that is a crazy scene to think about i love Darius, by the way he's a cool dude yeah he's a man Cool guy. Great dad, too. Next, I never would have guessed, like, I know, when I said that to him in the interview, it was real. Like, he showed up, got two picks day one. was mm-hmm. like, <laughs> welcome to the team. He was a hilarious dude in the locker room. Hilarious dude. And then all of a sudden in the offseason, he's, like, training, and then he's, he's got, like, 100 kids just hanging out with them all the time. He's awesome. It was dad of the year type shit. He's a cool guy. Yeah, you uh, could tell he really liked to uh, spend time with his kids, too, with retirement and everything. Yeah, true. And they asked me if I wanted to come coach. He basically said, I ain't fucking doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I got some he, kids, man. It is right, though, about Antonio Brown. Like, that distraction label is a big deal. Tim Tebow got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, that distraction label is a real thing. And although I think we're becoming a distraction league, though. Like, I think it was different times a couple years ago than it is now. Like, you got people, somebody at the Giants just tweeted that. Nothing that's in my locker do I need. I think it was Landon Collins. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he's he, done. Yeah, he cleaned it out. Yep. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like OBJ, Landon Collins, Antonio Brown, like this, Lev Bell. Now, granted, that's. I think this is going to become a pretty regular thing. Players are about to start really. Uh, Diva. Diva up. You're seeing it in every sport. I mean, players are getting a lot more power, and they're taking a lot more responsibility upon themselves. And the media the media loves to jump on this stuff. They love talking about the drama. Love it. Reality, negativity hawks publicity, man. They love it. And I think you're going to start seeing players that are very talented start using leverage again. And it's not the first time. The quarterbacks club back in the day was something that was insane, that L.A., Marino, Kelly, those guys Aikman, were, yeah. they were negotiating their own deals with the NFL, the quarterback club. I mean, this is something that isn't new, but it's definitely starting to become much more prevalent. I'm, ex- I'm excited to see how everybody deals with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Agents, players, NFL. I'm excited to see how those three deal with it. I have no idea how it's going to work. I know nobody that's good at football that is going to head to the AAFL. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. A lot of my old teammates did look good out there, but the football in general is bad. Oh, yeah. But it's football, man. Yeah, I saw someone sum it up, and it was one of the things that I like to use to describe it. I mean, it really is just a showcase 
for a potential job in the NFL. It's a developmental league. It's like it's like it looks like a college all-star game at some points almost, like mm-hmm. the senior bowl almost. So it's it's really you can't have that high of expectations. You just want to see these guys go out there and get another shot. Yeah. No, you, what you want to see is you want to see big plays, big shots, big that's what you want Oh, to that's see. what I want to see, yeah. but that's not what you're gonna you gotta have you got a level set. You gotta expect less. Oh yeah, yeah. You, what you're seeing is opportunity at its finest for people. That probably would either be in the Arena League, which nobody watches, right, mm-hmm. or in Canada, which only has a limited amount of spots. When I did my math the other day, I said 32 teams of four quarterbacks each. I said 128. What I didn't add in was the Canadian Football League, and there are two oh. to three quarterbacks on each roster too. So the quarterbacks True. that are in the AAFL are below. I meant to and say it, something about that. Oh, oh where you're gonna? <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, are you guys gonna go to Apollo game while you're down there? In Orlando, who the 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 Apollos? That's where they play. Who are the Apollos? They play in Orlando. They're the, the, the AAF football team. double AF franchise down there. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. I had no idea that that was their name. That's on. <laughs> oh yeah, the Apollos, like space, because it's it happened. No, but there's an indoor well, snowboarding. The, the sun god. <laughs> indoor wait, wait wait indoor snowboarding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably gonna do it tomorrow because our flight's a little bit later and we got nothing to do all afternoon. Nice. Yeah. Yes. It'll be hard not to go hit the slopes. Uh, yeah, 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 impossible. Yeah, you I mean I'll see you on the slopes tomorrow. Don't let Foxy hurt himself. <laughs> oh no, I'm good. I'm a good snowboarder. Oh yeah. Okay. You up on a country club? He probably is. Yeah, yes. I bet he's a good tuber. I don't know about snowboarder. <laughs> Both. Hey, I am a tuber now because I'm a dense motherfucker. Yeah. So I, that thing gets going with me on there. You know, oh, what I mean? yeah. like all those videos of people just getting wiped out of the bottom. <laughs> that is every time I'm on an air tube, that's I get going out of control like that. Like that back wall is me <laughs> coming to that back wall because I'm, I'm thick, I'm heavy, and the ass kind of weighs me down. Mm-hmm. It's just it's going. It's a, it's a, it's what's that inertia? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it's, yep. yeah. Velocity equals mass times, times acceleration. acceleration. Yep. Yep. VEM times A. And I'll tell you what. <laughs> Downer Seven Springs. Oh yeah, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Ski Resort. Oh, oh, Downer yeah. Foggy Goggles, land for you, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Next, Eternal Creek. That no, nowhere near it. Top of the mountains. <laughs> they had a tubing thing. That back wall did not deserve whatever the McAfee family came. <laughs> <laughs> did not. Tim McAfee, that motherfucker was almost riding up the top of the fence in the back. <laughs> it was a real collision. It was like bumper cars with that goddamn thing. You got like families like, get out. <laughs> families coming down. It's like being, it's being, it's like uh, being told you're too old to trick or treat. It's like, all right, man, get another mountain. All right, get out of here. <laughs> Go find your own slope somewhere else. I'm. I've only went skiing once. I talked to the lady that uh, called Indiana Disgusting about this, actually. I've only been skiing once. She's a big-time skier. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Can your ankles handle it? I think knees uh, would be worse. I thought, like, when you, like, go ice skating and stuff, like, the inside of your ankles always hurt. Outside of my shin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but those boots in skiing and snowboarding would cause that muscle that I have there oh, yeah. to lock up immediately. Oh, as for soon sure. As I put that thing on. You got to tape up. No, I think I gotta do that roller thing. Oh that, that, yeah, roll it out. Yeah, I saw a lot of my teammates used to do it. Never tried it. I'm <laughs> sure it's something very important. And the famous words, ludicrous. But I, yeah, exactly. Roll out. He did say that. <laughs> Let's get like Luda and roll out. The um, Moro Ronaldo made a McAfee virus joke. 
Oh, oh, really? Come on. I missed it. Low missed and f- oh, man. Yeah, but I missed I didn't even hear it. I, who knows what I was doing? I guess he said it, and I just gave him crickets. And I, I, and I made fun of pretty heavily backstage for just leaving him hanging. <laughs> well, you know, he deserved it after saying something like that. Come on, be a professional. He put a sentence together with five SAT words in it, and it was a seven-word sentence, and I did not understand a single word. <laughs> I felt like I was talking to Andrew Luck again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what it felt like. I've only been skiing one time, though, and it was with uh, my roommate, Reed Williams, oh, yeah. in college. He's from Moorfield, West Virginia, which is out in the middle of nowhere uh, in West Virginia. Great town, by the way. Been there, love the people, but they would even tell you, middle of nowhere. You drive through mountains, and then a town pops up, and it's filled with hilarious individuals, and it's Moorfield, West Virginia, and he owns a mountain in Moorfield, West Virginia. So he wanted us to go skiing at a place called Snowshoe, which was like uh, 45 minutes away from Morgantown, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Every, all the cool kids went here. This is where all the cool kids went in the winter. I'm yeah, not a snow it. person. I'd rather be in the living room with a gas mask, but <laughs> if we're going to go, <laughs> everybody's going to do on it. So we go. We rent skis from WVU. They give us skis. They have like this little deal for people to go. You get this. Do the little thing. We go up the goddamn lift. He has no idea where he's going. We got a flask. He's got a flask in his jacket. There's a couple other teammates of ours as well. Nate Sowers is there, other teammate, and uh, another teammate. Reed's kind of leading the way because he's been here before with other cool people. So Reed knows. Yeah, he's like the tour guide now for the for the newbies. By the way, Reed is a man that you would follow. Like, if Reed's doing something, you're like, yeah, I'm going to follow this guy. Yeah, trusted. Like, yes. Academic All-American in college. Ooh. Historian, the whole thing. Like, very smart guy, cool guy. If he's saying let's do something, I'm going to do it anyways. But on the slopes where I've never been, <laughs> definitely going to do it. We turned right down a trail. It was it was a black diamond. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Read. It was a black diamond. And we get there, and you go down this trail. It's downhill, the trail, to get to it. Because the lift takes you all the way to the top of fucking the, the peak of the goddamn thing. You go down this trail, and it pops open. And you're just waiting in, like, there's just, like, an open area. And there's nobody else there, obviously. There's many other places to go and we sit there and it's just it's called the face it was actually called the face and it was just straight fucking down it was <laughs> just the face of the fucking that. mountain it's a free fall <laughs> the face so we all stop and we obviously i mean we talk shit amongst each other and also you know tour guide yeah you're, you're not gonna go you fucking pussy no, that wasn't even it. It was, how did we end up here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> saying, it wasn't like, uh, like you're soft for not doing it. It was like, uh, we're in a bad spot. So Reed, it was one of the most epic things I've seen. It was like a movie. It was literally like a movie. Takes the flask out of his jacket, takes like a swing of it, shuts it, throws it to my other teammate, does the jump. <laughs> right down. Gets about maybe a quarter to a third of the way down the face. <laughs> we're talking man death okay? yard sale his skis by the way sticking into the fucking thing like, oh, yeah. go down, you gotta climb back fucking up to get it so he goes down he finally gets like his bearings he's sitting at like halfway down the face he looks tiny to us he's only halfway down there he looks fucking tiny and he basically just sits there and like looks up so the person who had the flask was like a movie again takes a swing Throws it to somebody and fucking straight down. Same thing. I think they got even shorter, but boom, 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 down. So they're like three quarters down on the left. Reed's like halfway down on the right. 
thing, I end up being the last person. And it's like a lane of my friends scattered. <laughs> and I was at the top of the fucking mountain. They were all like looking up at me. At this point, it's the shit talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah come on, you motherfucker. Let's go. Come on, you yeah, punk yeah. bitch. Exactly. Go keg shirt, asshole. Exactly. We had, we, had, we had one of our guys who was like three quarters of the way down there. He looked like a fucking the, the downsizing movie. <laughs> he looked so small from where I was, and I, I did this. I, I did the the finish the thing. Yep, yes, did right. my jacket. Did the same jump that they did, but I ain't got the chance to watch four pieces of film. Mm-hmm, oh yeah, mm-hmm. right. What I mm-hmm. learned was when they tried to do like the real skiing shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when they went down. So in my head. We're going straight the fuck down this thing, locked and loaded. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I literally did the jump thing and did, like, what I've seen in the Olympics. Like, I just tried to tuck as hard as I could. I got a good base with these legs, and I just fucking tucked straight down the fucking hill. And what I'm talking about, whizzing by my whiz, like, like Just breaking the sound barrier. (laughs) Flying. Dude, I get down to the bottom where there's like the there's like a lobby down there. I mean, all the way down the bottom, straight through, just like the fucking tube, straight. Have through. You, have you moved at all? Have you broken form at all yet? No, locked in, <laughs> locked in the entire way, all the way down, all the way down. And I get to the bottom, like all the way through. People that like, had to stop and they had to like throw their shit because I was flying. Yeah, through. right past the slow signs and everything. Yeah, yes. yeah flying through. Like, excuse me, excuse me. You know, like that type of thing. I get all the way to the end. None of my friends are there with me. I don't know any of these yuppie ski people. So I literally, I don't know how to undo my skis. I sit down on like a bench. <laughs> And I just see my friends <laughs> fucking hiking up the mountain trying to get all their shit. <laughs> and then they end up walking all the way down. And then that was, we left after that. Everybody's like, fuck this. Yeah, <laughs> no. That was my only time skiing. And it's, it's a wild scene. Well, you're, you're one for one. I think so. That's a win, I think, right? I think you consider that one for one. I think you would. But that could end up really bad. I was going real fast there. I mean, that thing just does one little thing. Probably college career. Oh, if I had to get Zion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then again, though, you look at that. You dedicate ten thousand hours to skiing. You're probably Bodie Miller right now. If you decide <laughs> to do that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, hey, we'll find out tomorrow if those ten thousand hours start. Yep. <laughs> yep. Here in Orlando. <laughs> um, all right. That's about it. I'm done with this. You guys, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. <laughs> uh, actually, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> sending you into, uh, what is Thursday? Sending you into Friday's Heartland Radio 2.0 uh, with Friday Bangers and to the weekend and to the end of the St. Patty's 2019 yep. sale. Yep, mm-hmm. Is an interview with a man who is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And. I've learned that offensive linemen tend to be pretty hysterical human beings. The best. Oh, In the yeah. trenches. I told you. With Z. <laughs> In the trenches with Z was a, a blog series that died quickly. <laughs> two blogs. Two great blogs. <laughs> Had a little bit of a run, though. Had a little bit of a run. Oh, uh, you hired Gumpy. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Let's go. Hashtag end gang. Hashtag end game. Send a tweet to Gumpy. Telling him, uh, like, hello. Huh. He's a good guy. Oh, yeah. Like, 
We're going international. Mm-hmm. We got a Cuban from Chicago. Oh yeah. And a Canadian from Canada. We hired the only guy in Canada who doesn't like hockey. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> And that's Here's hockey Nick. talk again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's Nick Mangor. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, had an 11-year career in the NFL. Every human I've talked to about this man has described him as one word and one word alone, and that's a legend. He retired last spring. He has an incredible beard, incredible personality. Very lucky and thankful he's here. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Mangor. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Hey, uh, incredible beard. That thing has become a staple of the Nick Mangold, and I don't know how you do it, but I respect the hell out of it. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I think the biggest thing for me, is, and when that can't, time came, it's like beard time, right? Yeah. Yep. You just stop caring what you look like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah I, that's how it works. Like, that's how you get it going and get the flow, and you, you get to a point where you can then, you know, every once in a while have to get trimmed up a little bit. A lot of offensive linemen that I know, the NFL season consists of the same pair of sweats, Every day, the same hoodie every single day. Take them off, flush and repeat at night when you sleep. Go in for like six months straight. Mm-hmm. Were you that type of guy, or were you a? Uh, did you come flexing? Into no, the no, no. I was definitely that type of guy. You remember the uh, old Reebok gray sweatshirts? Yep. Oh, yeah. um, those I had. I was with Reebok at the time when they were get going to get rid of me. I had some money left over. <laughs> Bought out like all the sweatshirts. <laughs> I have boxes and Jeez. boxes of those sweatshirts, <laughs> and they're amazing because they're the best sweatshirt ever. So that, a T-shirt, mesh shorts, flip-flops, I'm in the building. What do people not know about being in the NFL that you think like you've learned from your last year being retired, people chatting with you? I'm assuming you yesterday I saw you at Radio Row. You were bouncing around like 35 different places. Everywhere you were, people looked engaged and were laughing. You're an electric human being. What do you think you've been telling people like about your experience in the NFL that they might not expect? Um, you know, I think the biggest experience that a lot of us have that gets ripped from us is the hot and cold tub. People are Amen. blown away by the fact that you have a hot and a cold tub right next to each other, and then you could just go in the shower mm-hmm. into the locker room. Like, yeah. it's right there. And yes. they just, it, it, it blows your mind because everyone's always like, well, why would you want to be in cold? <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's delightful. Hey, Jim Kelly <laughs> came out swinging against that. They brought that new science oh, yeah, in. Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. The cold tub does, I don't know if it's Chip Kelly. It was his little nutritionist guy, mm-hmm. his sports science guy. Compression, I guess, is the actual move because the cold is supposed to flush your blood, right? It's supposed mm-hmm. to flush it out. Mm-hmm. And every, I'm a cold tub guy myself i go in there 11 12 minutes nothing above the waist though nipples can't touch i get too chilly no you never got what about belly button belly button sometimes had to with depending on the height of the cold water right because you get the big, big guys, guys that come in yeah goes up. yeah exactly you guys yeah <laughs> you plan for you know just getting the waist in the next thing you know you're sitting there one of yous comes in yeah one of, one of these guys <laughs> <laughs> come rolling in and have a grand old time speaking of big guys i appreciate what you've done have you lost weight because i don't like the linemen that get out of the league and then they immediately lose 100 pounds. Yeah, they look like no. meth heads. It's, dude. it's crazy. Um, I, I can't do that because Good. I can't run. Um, <laughs> 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 like it, it's just not a thing. So It's um, not in the cards. Not in the cards anymore. I did it. I'm done. Uh, I was coaching the second grade flag football team, right? Awesome. And, okay. Uh, we're going out. And first practice, you know, we're, I'm there. It's like five other dads. And uh, we're getting ready. You always run the kids on a lap before they stretch. Like that's just Warm classic, them up. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. classic football. 
Um, and so they're like, all right, let's get him going for a lap. And everybody kind of looks at me like I'm going to be leading the lap. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> One of you guys got to do it. Hey, somebody run these damn kids, huh? Yeah. Somebody run these run. damn kids. We know? were talking to uh, Taylor Lewan last week, mm-hmm. little Michigan lineman. You're an Ohio State man yourself. Mm-hmm. Any uh, OSU Michigan stories you got for us? Uh, a little bar fight, Are you baby? all in on that? Uh, yeah, all in completely. So no bar fights uh, yet. Um, <laughs> but, so I'm getting recruited out of college, uh-huh. right? And, Here we um, go. And so we're, we're sitting there, and you're getting letters, and you get all these little flyers, and like, hey, you know, University of Nebraska is the best place ever. And like, hey, fill out your information. Give us, you know, that way we have yeah. a file for you. So we're doing all this. We're going through. I end up getting offered from Notre Dame and Ohio State. It was my two offers. Uh, went with Ohio State, and rest is history. But I signed my it's letter of intent. great history. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Signed my letter of intent. I'm sitting there bullshitting in my coach's office, and we're sitting there talking. I was like, you know, Coach, I, I – I got letters and little things from every school. Like, we're talking, you know, West Coast, yeah. uh, even University of Hawaii. Like, all these schools. I'm at least getting a piece of paper that says, hey, you hey, know, we're we know you. <laughs> yeah. And I said, you know, but I never received anything from Michigan. Like, it just, it, I, I don't get it. He goes, oh, no, you got a lot of stuff from them. I just threw it all away. <laughs> The whole fucking day. The, 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 the guy that's responsible for basically in his football life to get him a college yep. scholarship. And, oh, yeah, yeah, you definitely get Michigan stuff. That is a magical <laughs> moment. It was it was amazing. I was like, well, I, it's true. I would not go there. But, you know, at least I would have, like, had known. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it makes for a better story. Yeah, you got to build the hate pretty young, too, clearly. It starts, I think it's in the water. Are you yeah? Are you still all in on it? You like you hate Michigan? Yeah, oh, I hate Michigan. I found that there's some relatively decent Michigan men that I can at least handle. Tom Brady. Um, I don't know about Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't decided that yet. Uh, Dave Harris is one of mm-hmm. them. Okay. Longtime linebacker for the mm-hmm. New York Jets. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We'll wait, man, if you need some Did time. Did you play with Braylon? Braylon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Braylon was a Michigan character. Guy. He is a Michigan guy. He's a character, though. What was, you know? We had Rex Ryan here earlier. I'm not sure if we've aired this yet with Rex or not. What was the Rex Ryan era in New York like? Uh, well, I think the era has two eras. Fat okay. Rex and Skinny Rex. <laughs> oh. Okay, let's talk about yep. it. All right, so Fat Rex uh, was hilarious. It was funny. Was boisterous, you know, all over the map. And we go to two back to back AFC championships. Yep. He then decides to lose weight, maybe put a jinx on us, <laughs> and we haven't been back to the playoffs. <laughs> oh, boy. So, Does, I think, have you ever. I think it's the Rex Ryan jinx. Have you ever explained this to him? Like, hey, do you know that your little health thing really <laughs> screwed everything up for I, us? I told him, I was like, I want fat Rex back. Like that, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. We have some friends, by the way, much better when they're fat than yeah, when they're yeah. skinny. Oh, I, yeah. It's a natural thing. Happiness equates to confidence, which equates to winning. Right. Yeah, I agree. I like that. That's good. Write that down. That should be on a T-shirt. <laughs> we are in the merch go. business. This right will probably be a shirt within the, before the next 10 minutes. Perfect. Love it. What do you do now? Uh, I got four little ones at home. Um, so I'm doing uh, dad and pretty hard. I'm the manny. Um, <laughs> That's and, a shirt. Let me write that. Yeah. That's another shirt. Um, and it's just, it's a lot of fun being able to catch up with my kids on stuff that I missed, um, you know, while we were playing and, um, you know, just trying to figure out what else I can do with uh, food and all kinds of other tailgating crap. Oh, you're a chef? Um, I'm a cook. You just haven't gone uh, to school yet. One so. I, didn't, I didn't go to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. favorite thing to make. Uh, so I'm a big into barbecue. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's go. Fun fact, uh, Ron Heller was an offensive line assistant coach for us, played in the league for like 13 years. Comes in, 
He's a certified barbecue judge in Montana. Let's go. Oh, the things he taught me, the way <laughs> his passion for the barbecue. So for me. What do you smoke? You uh, smoke smoking, them? yeah, big green egg. Oh, I, I, heard I got one. Amazing. Yeah. I have yeah, no What idea. size do you go? Uh, it seems like it's this big. Well, no, it's, it's supposed to be round. <laughs> They're all about the same height. <laughs> well, I didn't know. I didn't know if there was. But it's a pretty, I mean, it's. I can I can hug, but it's a stretch. Okay, so you probably got the large rocking. I think so, yeah. yeah. So. I've never used it. I have no idea. Why? I wish I, I don't know what to do, man. I can barely cook pancakes. All right, well, then we need to teach you on the big green egg because that needs Do you to have fun. YouTube clips or anything like that? Do you film yourself uh, like cooking? Wolf, like Wolf Work used to do? Uh, no, you know, Vince in that overall without a t shirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's a piece of man. <laughs> hey, we got to get you doing that. Yeah, hey, were you need. that guy on your team? No. Were you a quiet guy in the locker room? Funny um, guy, big guy, open funny, guy? The funny guy. Talk guy. You know, talk guy. Gotcha. Yeah, let's tell stories. Well, we need that and, guy. Yeah, you have to have that guy. Yeah. It's a lot of fun to be able to. Because you collect, and then as you get older, so you have like the, I went, walked uphill both ways to school. Yeah, yeah. Ate mud and loved yeah, it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, and then you're telling these kids that are coming out, they're really like 20, 21, they're like, I don't believe that happened. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you mean your playbook wasn't on an iPad? I was like, well, when I was playing, there wasn't an iPad. It wasn't even invented yet. Yeah, we had to write it. <laughs> yeah, we had to write things down. <laughs> they had to make copies of things. Uh, three days, too, back in the day. Two days. Uh, I never got to three days. Two days. I had two days. Do you uh, think the current football soft, the way it's set up? Do you think the NFL is going to struggle long term by the way it's set up? I think they're having a hard time with having guys ready to go. I think so, too. I, you look at guys when they can practice, they play better. But it's, it's like when you look at an injured guy, you know, who's taken one rep at a time, it takes them a quarter to get back into yeah. game mode. So yep. if you're missing those practices... It's going to hurt you. It's yep. going to hurt the game long term, especially with all the rules they're putting in and everything. Speaking of uh, tough, you know, you know, coming up into a game that you have to face Brockers, Sue, and Aaron Donald. Are you excited, or are you just not looking forward to that at all? I'm excited because I know it's going to be a battle. Like, oh, yeah. You know, it's going to be because they have to face him too. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, uh, they, in their mind, they're like, we got Nick Mango too. The other, ain't yeah. that right? Ain't that right? Yeah, yeah with that goddamn <laughs> beer and some barbecue down there. Come down a little bourbon. He'll, be, he'll let you go right on by. <laughs> But yeah, it was always exciting because if you want to be the best, you <laughs> yeah, have to yeah. go against the best, and Who, it's a great opportunity. Yeah. Who's the hardest that you've Big ever? Big Vince. Vince Wilford. Oh yeah, definitely. He started uh, swimming there late too. He all of a sudden got faster. That was like his new workout plan was he was swimming and then he got faster. So yeah, I, somehow he got faster. His explosion off the ball is amazing for being as he's three something, you know, and just being able to shoot <laughs> off. Possibly the ball. four there he's for fast. a little bit too. For a little bit, yeah. There was there was, <laughs> there was some big voice <laughs> overalls. Big <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he was uh, but he was also strong, so mm-hmm. it was tough. You know? Speaking of strong, isn't your sister like? A, is it, am I wrong with this? You're, she's like an Olympic lifter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Like I think I've seen videos of her on the internet lifting more than I could ever think about lifting. Is she still doing She's, that? Uh, well, she competed in the London Olympics. And wow, that's she awesome. Did you go? Start, yeah, I went out there. Um, it was a real quick hitter because it's in during training camp. Yep. So oh, I had yeah. to call uh, Mr. Johnson and ask for permission to get out of there. My sister's lifting mm-hmm. a lot of weights over so, uh, for, for the country. <laughs> Across the pond, yeah. you know. Hey. hey, can I get your plane, too? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Then they claim salary cap. That gets covered on the salary cap, so we can't do that, Nick. I'm like, how, what do you mean? You owners writing these rules just to cover your ass so you don't... Cover it up. Yeah, I'm exactly. Like, yeah, like, yeah, let's take the helicopter. She's still doing it, though? She's still into it? Uh, yeah, she's coaching now, I think. Were you like a... Awesome. Did it feel like you were a cheerleader? Like, was it... Is there anything comparable to watching your sister compete in the fucking Olympics? No, that, I think other than competing you, in the Olympics. You know, I think that would be... Are you going to be a curler? No. <laughs> Although, I've heard good things. I think we could do it. You think we can do it's it? It's like cornhole, but on ice. I can do that. Do you guys have a cornhole in the locker room? 
Uh, not in the locker room, surprisingly, because we actually have a great locker room for Cornhole, so that's shocking to me. Uh, we didn't really have anything. It was kind of a sparse area. Jets fan forever? Jets fan forever. Have to be. My little guy is now huh. eight, um, and he's full on J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. So he's in it. He's life's going to teach him a lot about yeah. losing. <laughs> He, they might get left bell. Uh, yeah, so he's had a rough eight years of fandom. Um, but I keep telling him it's going to be this year. And uh, I'm going to hopefully raise him as an optimistic Jets mm-hmm. fan yeah, instead yeah. of yeah. pessimistic. Jets Pessimistically fan. optimistic. Yeah. And he's yeah. got Sam Darnold for his whole entire life probably, hopefully. correct? You know, you look at uh, a kid that was born in uh, Boston mm-hmm. 18 years ago. He's watching Tom Brady in the uh, Super Bowl nine out of those there 18 years. Yeah. What if that is my Him. kid's... Sam Darnold plays nine out of his 18. Yeah, obviously. I think Sam Darnold easily could be the next Tom Brady. For sure, sure. No problem. No, yeah, no pressure whatsoever. Especially with Adam Gase. Like, it's going to happen. You might as well bet. Your kid is lucky to be in the position he's in right now. (laughs) This next decade is going to be awesome when Sam's just like Tom Brady. (laughs) It's going to be fantastic. Nick, we appreciate you so much. Thank you very much. I can't wait to learn how to cook. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, because of you. It's going to be awesome. Do you have a signature recipe? Uh, yeah, I got a brisket that's pretty solid. Pulled pork with my own barbecue sauce. Ooh. Oh, pulled pork is your next pulled venture. Pork. Yeah, 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 why don't you make like a, 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 a Nick Mangold makes? Yeah, but it could be like an audio. I guess that's not a book. Like a pop up book? I don't know. I, in my oh, head, I. Oh, for pop-up a pop up book. Yeah. yeah, that'd be pretty cool. In yeah. my head, <laughs> I see. Destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So much fun. They you open it up, long. like, oh, this is great. By the next time you read it, like, it's all torn up. It's a crinkly. Yeah, I know. And then pages are like, you can't open them because they're all tangled into each other. But they got you to buy the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were smart. Yeah, I had a 3D TV when it came out. Did you? Immediately. Oh. Walked right into Best Buy as high as I have ever been in my entire <laughs> life. It was the one that was up on the platform that you're not supposed to buy. Yep. You know, like, that's the one they're trying to get you to buy. And the guy caught me. He could see me. And he just gave me the little glasses. He was like, look at this. And they played uh, Planet Earth on there. Oh. And I felt like I was in the safari yeah. with the gazelle. I was like, I'll take one. I've never <laughs> used it at home. Not a once they did I ever use it. They got Planet Earth lined up for people. People oh, like yeah. you for me. Walk in, yeah. Like, again, look in his eyes. Get that. Uh, get that guy some glasses. <laughs> yeah. Let's go and get him that 3D thing. <laughs> You're gonna hook him. Hey, we appreciate you, Nick. Right, thank, thank you so man. much, appreciate man. Um, good luck to your kids' fanhood with Thanks. the Jets. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I got a lot of hope. That's what I got to go with. Yeah, it's all we have here. It's all we have here. You're the man. Awesome. Thank you. Thank Nick. you. Appreciate it.